The following is a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy, Young. Haven't got my levels right in my headphones, aka, haven't pulled my notes up on my phone yet, aka, the microphone's too far away from us and I need to adjust it right now and it might make a sound in your headphones. Jack Fox. What's up? How's it going? You can't answer that because you're on the other end of a phone. Hope you're all well and having a nice uh, fucking week in that. Having an, having an alright week, I guess. The sun's starting to come out, which is nice. Um, can't wait for summer, man. I can't wait to get my second COVID jab and either A, turn into a robot, or more likely, B, just be that little bit more immune to the Rona so I can go out and socialise again with people, and play some songs, and tell some jokes, that's really what it's all about, and fucking go to America, man, I'm dying to see Christina, this is something you guys might not know, oh, I've definitely talked about it before, I'm in a long term, long term, a long term and long distance relationship, and my girlfriend lives in America, Christina DeSalvo, and I'm a big fan of her, and we don't get to see each other that much fucking as it is, because she lives in America but the pandy has made it even worse in it it's been over a year since I've seen her over a year some of you guys some of you guys don't even know man some of you guys haven't got a fucking clue what it's really like to miss somebody for over a year and be so close to them it's so far away like we FaceTime all the time and we speak all day on WhatsApp and feel so close to them I know and I like I know everything about her and she knows everything about me and I know her inside out and whatever. You didn't you guys didn't tune into this podcast. This year podcast, the fifty second most popular comedy improv podcast in the UK for the week commencing March third to hear me talk about my bloody girlfriend, did you? Um I was recently on Realities podcast, which was very nice of him, in your neighbourhood. Go check that out after you've listened to this one so we can get higher in the charts. Well, that was nice to talk with him and Naughty Forty, the producer from Borough. Both two very good gentlemen at what they do. That's a very nice podcast. Very nice podcast. Been a bit of a fucking mad week, hasn't it, with uh, stuff happening on social media in regards to Sarah Everard's case and women trying to stand up for justice. Rightly so, so they should. Same as the Black Lives Matter movement that was earlier in the uh, last year, I should say. Um, before that, we had International Women's Day, which, you know, it just seems ironic that that came earlier in the week. And I've seen something, I made a note of it. This is really doesn't have anything to do with the Sarah Everard case, just the fact that it happened on International Women's Day. Um, I've seen a lot of people... Shunning rap music on International Women's Day, saying that the use of the term bitch or ho or, you know, whatever, slut, I guess, 
but mostly bitch and hoe in it on in like American style rap music um, should be eradicated. Even though you know, like some uh, some female rappers use it, Cardi B and Megan the Stallion and stuff like that. But that's different, you know. It's a different sort of vibe to it. And there's that Snoop Dogg song, "Bitches Ain't Shit." Bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. Lick on the nuts and suck the dick. I imagine I give it some gravitas when I tell it like that. But the thing is that you have to realise is the people making these comments on Twitter saying that songs like Bitches Ain't Shit should be taken down on Spotify and such. These are white women from Bristol and Wigan who have had great upbringings and who live in a nice house with the parents. Whereas the aforementioned bitches and hoes that Snoop Dogg are talking about are crackheads from Compton who are, quite frankly, trifling assholes. If you're a crackhead and against your will you're being prostituted out and pimped out to get money for a pimp or for crack... You're a hoe. Can't wait to get cancelled. Do you understand what I'm saying? When Snoop Dogg says bitches... You have to also realise Snoop Dogg's married with like four kids now or whatever the fuck. So he doesn't mean bitches ain't shit. He means bitches ain't shit. He doesn't mean bitches ain't shit. He means bitches ain't shit. Do you understand what I mean? You understand where I'm coming from. When Snoop Dogg says bitches ain't shit and you old trifling assholes, he's not talking about your mum or your sister or your nana. He's talking about bitches and hoes. And let's be fucking real with each other. 2021's about honesty. And there's some bitches and there's some hoes out there. Is there not? And hey, look, if you're a hoe and you're out here hoeing, Get your money. Do your thing. Scam some people. You know, steal and rob. People have different ways of getting by and surviving. Just then, don't throw a hissy fit when Snoop Dogg writes a song about you. You know what I'm saying? That's, uh... I've got... I shouldn't be talking about this. (laughs) I shouldn't be commenting on this. Fuck's sake. Who cares, man? Who cares? Fuck it. Um, Coming up on the old... Uh, oh, also... Also... Also, there's nothing... There is nothing... About the Sarah Everard case that is funny. However... The fact that... There was a police... Uh, superintendent, whatever called Caressa Dick, who was like the head of that movement, who was at fault for the police interfering with the people who were uh, not protesting even, but who the people who were at the Virgil in Clapham Common. And then subsequently on Twitter, the hashtag Dick Out was trending. It's kind of funny. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm Look, it's fucking awful. It's fucking awful. It's horrible. As a man, I should do more. I should be better. 
I should look at my friends and how my friends act around women. I should look out how I should look at how I act around women. Even if I'm joking, some women don't know that I'm joking. I'm a jokey guy. I'm a sarcastic guy. I take things sometimes a little bit too far when I shouldn't. I should protect my sisters. I don't have any sisters, but metaphorical sisters. I should protect my friends. And I should think about my actions first. Dig out was trending on Twitter. Now, out of context, it's fucking hilarious. You have to, you have to kind of think that's pretty funny. Can't wait to get cancelled for this. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on to me today. I'm today. Particularly today, 16th of March, I've had a real fuck it attitude about everything really. Just fuck it. Fuck this. Fuck that. Fuck you. Fuck it. Don't know why. Something in the water. Um, On today's episode, it's an extra long one. An extra, extra long one. I have two guests. They are brothers, Ben and Sam Townsend. And they are the host of a Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, Universally Speaking. Do you get it? It's like one of their song titles. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I like them too as humans, even though we've never met. This is our first time speaking face-to-face. I am a, quotation marks, drum ambassador for the podcast. Because as you know by now, I am a drummer. And Sam is a singer and Ben is a guitarist. And when they talked about the Red Hot Chili Peppers songs on the podcast, they neglected to mention Chad Smith sometimes or really kind of brushed over his role in the band i thought so i thought i'd get in touch and offer my what what would you say five cents two cents and uh talk about the drums and that and uh gotta be honest have to be honest the first five to ten minutes of this might be a little shaky might be a little ropey because we're just we're technically just meeting each other for the first time but then as they start to drink more alcohol <laughs> as the conversation goes on it gets a bit more oh, fuck's sake man i'm really sorry i keep kicking the microphone stand i've set this up all wrong um and as it goes on we get a little bit uh a little bit looser and we talk a little bit more com- comfortably and then towards the end it becomes a really fun conversation where we're just talking loads of shit as you've come to expect on this year podcast ah <sighs> you guys you guys Alright, this is a, I also appreciate this is the second guest episode in a row, so I think after this one I'll do a couple of like just solo ones, for those that need their fox fill. Ooh, uh, suit you sir. This is the episode that's going to get me cancelled 100% in it. Alright, this is me talking to Ben Townsend and Sam Townsend from University Speaking the Red Chili Peppers podcast. We must talk about the Red Chili Peppers, so if you don't like the Red Chili Peppers, you better switch off now, to be perfectly honest. But thanks very much for listening. And first, a quick word from our sponsors. What's up? It's your boy, Jack Fox. Now, once again, I am using this ad break to promote my own music. Shotgun Hotline came out and I'm so pleased everybody received it so well. And my new single, Flashmen, will be available everywhere on the 26th of March. That's right, the 26th of March. You can pre-save it right now. I'll put the pre-save link in the description of this song. It'll be on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, wherever you get your music at. It's Jack Fox, Flashmen, 26th of March. Now, I was initially going to start by saying... 
Welcome back to Titan Inspired. This is Jack Fox from jackfoxmusic.com. I am joined as always by, and then have you introduce yourself. And I, 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 I probably could have without telling you that that's what I was going to do. But if you want to introduce yourselves, as you would do on your podcast, feel free to. Yeah. We'll go with whatever you start with, mate. Um... <laughs> no, go on, go on. Ben, do you want to, do you want to start? And then, then Sam, come up with a country. Oh, yeah, I better get a country with you. <laughs> bear with, bear with. Oh, every, this, is, this is the exact experience I go right. through every fortnight. Yeah, no, and then, no, so if I've already... No, I mean, what do you think? Ben, ben might have a list. That's the one thing I don't actually need to do. No. <laughs> okay, I think I don't think I've done this one. I'll make it reasonably easy. Dot UK. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I I might have done this one. Well, it doesn't matter. I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it. I'll right. still get that wrong. Right. Yeah, um, I've got. I'm ready. I've got one. Okay, I, 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 I forgot how you actually started. Welcome back to Tired and Inspired. I am joined, as always, not as always, not even once, actually, by... No, either I'm Jack Fox from fucking Twitter or something, and I'm joined once by Ben... No, I fucked it up. Ben, just you introduce yourself. Okay. <laughs> do you want me to say hello and welcome to the Tired and Inspired podcast? <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go, you do that. Yeah. And you can you can go first, all right? Then you'll okay. be the first back. Okay. Hello and welcome to the Tired and Inspired podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined for the first time by... Jack in it. <laughs> <laughs> and... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.fi. Oh, I've got that one. That's Gotta be Fox fair a while. India. Not the Faroe Islands. Oh, Got to be fin- Got to be Finland, sure. Oh yes, it's, it's Finland. You've played Boom. this game before, Ben. I've played it fifty times before. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't normally get them, even when they're that easy. So no, that's true. Uh, so for those that are listening to this that may not know, I am joined by Ben and Sam from Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, and that is Ben's introduction to every episode. <clears throat> How's it going, lads? Yes, it certainly is. Sorry, I lost you there for a minute, Jack. Uh, but... oh, sorry. <laughs> just, uh, just, uh, just ask, how's it going? How's it going? Is everybody okay? I yes. am absolutely fine. I'm in current enjoying a week off work. So, you know, very sitting nice. around the house doing nothing all day is very, very enjoyable. Nice. Yeah. Were you working all the way through the, the, the pandy? The old I pandy. had eight weeks off at the beginning very and nice. then went back and I've been back ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's a shame. Um, yeah, well, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so why, no, why you, why you, sorry, <laughs> go on. Well, I was just going to say, Benjamin, of course, is uh, currently a man of leisure. So, oh, what a life! But of course, <laughs> I, I don't get paid for sitting around doing nothing. I, I did used to get paid for going to work. So, it's, uh... but I mean, what is money really? If we're talking exactly, it's it's overrated. Let's be honest. Um, well, t- tell me that in six months' time when I run out of it. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, fine, fair enough. <laughs> um, have you been getting up to anything? Special and oh. well, I say anything special in your week off. It's only Tuesday. Yeah, just g- going walking. I think everyone's been doing a lot more walking than, than 
than they ever used to. So that's it, really. Just like plan a nice walk and then no eat. Plan a nice walk, <laughs> eat, do something in the afternoon, and then eat, yeah. and then go to bed. It's just results around food, doesn't it? Yeah. I've been looking for I've been looking for jobs at the moment, and uh, but I haven't been pressing myself too hard on that front. Uh, sure. d- doing a bit of wa- doing a little walk in, like Sam. I get out first thing. Do a norm, you know, normally do about five miles in the morning. Five miles. Oh, I'm realizing very quickly that I don't do enough walking. <laughs> no, very, very quickly. It's the best time to listen to podcasts. I, I'm, I yeah. burn through podcasts. I, I love yeah. going out for those morning walks. Um, and yeah, what else have I been doing? Well, research for the podcast because Sam refuses to do any. So somebody's got to pull the whole thing together, editing the podcast because Sam refuses yeah. to edit the podcast. So, <laughs> well, hang on a minute. We're, since we bought the computer for the podcast, I, which I've never seen, by the way, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, you, got, you, got, you got a computer especially for editing podcasts. Well, we had to. Yeah, once right. once we couldn't meet up, we had to invest in equipment, which yeah. then oh, very quickly cool. took away. And and then obviously since lockdown, he's managed not to get you know take some money, but won't let me see the equipment. We bought a nice. Um, we got a we got an Apple Mac a, a, a MacBook, and it was nice uh, and cheap, relatively cheap. But of course, you don't find out <laughs> it's got no fucking memory, and so uh, all you ever see. <laughs> the only message I ever see is you're running out of memory. Yeah, it's a nightmare. How, how do you do? You ever see that, Jack? Yes, and I have an abundance of external hard drives that I have to keep swapping out and just putting stuff on. Because yeah. I I keep everything as well. So I have like the first podcast I ever recorded. I have like not only the mixed thing, but I have like the Garage Band files saved on a fucking hard drive somewhere. Because I yeah, yeah. in, in case in case I ever need to go back and revisit the. The bits that I edited out of the very first episode of this really shit podcast, but whatever. I I was I was there for quite a long time. I bought two. We bought two hard drives together, and I was keeping duplicates of everything. So never seen one of them. Never, of course, you haven't seen them. <laughs> <laughs> You've got no need to see them. <laughs> so if, if one of them stopped working, I'd have backups, and um, yeah, they started filling up. So now I'm starting to go through deleting the uh, the, the logic files because they're yeah. they're all like they're two hours long. So right, anyway, it's yeah. an interesting chat for your podcast. I know, yeah. <laughs> well, well I, I, I quite like this kind of stuff because I like how seeing how other people work. But also, like Sam, you have to realize that a new computer and hard drives isn't like seeing a new baby. Like it's it's you've seen you've seen one, you've seen a hundred in it. So well, I, I suppose so. Yeah, but what I'm now realizing is it's only a matter of time until he asks me for some more money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need to See, buy Benson, some more hard drives. We need to Benson buy some more equipment. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's a nice, dare I say, man cave you've got there, Ben. You've got a lot of posters and that on the wall. Oh, thank you very much. I'll pan you around if you want. Sure. I mean, nobody's going to see this but me, so I can give a walk. Oh, guitars on the wall. You've got the guitars and DVDs over there. Very nice. Oh, you like a carling, Ben? You'll, you'll, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the last last few nights, carlings. <laughs> <laughs> There's the ceiling. Pretty quite nice. Oh, the ceiling, there. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a nice room. It's a nice place to to record podcasts and watch films, certainly. And yeah, I'm sponsored by Carling this episode, so uh, yeah, sure, to, yeah. To get, oh, yeah oh yeah, I, I always I always find this funny when you guys are sponsored by beer because I I don't drink alcohol, so I'm just sponsored by my purple water bottle. Oh, but that's so that's as, fine. 
I've just ordered one of them chilies bottles off, and I'm waiting for it to. Oh, yeah. Fuck me, this is boring. Isn't it? What, what have we got to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> God, maybe maybe um, we should talk about why, why you emailed me in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just got a rush of blood to the head and thought, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I try. I try not. I mean, the last the last podcast I put out was. Um, a football one, football race one with a couple of my friends, and I tried not to do like two guests in a two guest ones in a row. I don't know why, just for my own ego, I guess, and to try and keep my chops up and see if I can do one by myself in quick succession. But I just thought it would be <laughs> to get you guys on. And now, quickly realizing that we just talk about podcasts. You made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not that bad. Not that bad, really. Um, I, I I did vote on the in your Twitter poll that I, that I prefer the ones without the guests. So, uh, oh well, I, I was nearly hoist by my own petard. I should, <laughs> I should have put those on Instagram. So I'd say who's actually more. Um, the Twitter thing, like you, you guys, you guys have done it. The, I'm saying the opposite. Like I'm anywhere near as popular as what you guys are. But you guys go on Twitter more than it than Instagram. Yeah, we do. That's because we're old, you see. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we're old. And uh, Instagram, I, I just never ever dreamt of going on Instagram until I realised that you could that it was another avenue, and it was actually quite yeah. popular. So. Yeah, it is more popular, certainly more popular than Reddit. No, oh, fuck, um, fuck that. Yeah. Well, Reddit. Well, Reddit well, re- go on, go on, sorry. Well, I read it started big time, didn't it? But then it, it's died off, and it, it not that it's a bad thing, but you do tend to like you know you get the same people on right, Reddit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, in fact, what we quickly realised was that it was basically the same people on all the platforms. <laughs> so yeah, we quite, yeah. they've all got different names on each each one, but then it becomes <laughs> yeah. becomes clear that it's about four people. Yeah. So well, it's a, I mean, it's a pretty. So what? It's a pretty like niche thing, isn't it? To be talking yeah. about like so. What? So I understand that you's you's decided to do a podcast after the was it the pyramids gig? Mm. Um, yeah, two years ago to, to the yeah, day. Nearly. Two years ago today. Yeah, wow. It's how yeah, serendipitous. The, yeah, um, I know. Yeah, I was what, wearing. What? <laughs> so, sorry, Jack. I was wearing my uh, my my Californication tour baseball top. Thank God. Yeah, wore... I didn't know what you were going to say there. <laughs> well, like, well, I was also wearing the one one glove made out of a sock, yes. like yeah, this one. That I'm happy yeah, yeah. to reveal. Oh, oh, you were fully dressed up, was it? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Hang, Sam, by the end of the night, you were also wearing the glove sock. So... <laughs> I was. I was. Didn't you make out you're better than me? No, I was also wearing your giant Chili's uh, baseball top. Or were yeah. you wearing that? I had it on at one point. Yeah, yeah you ended the night in it. I what wore the... it round. What the fuck yeah. happened? What, what's going on here? Did you guys swap clothes yeah. like half the other night? Like a costume change? Like yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> I, think, I think we did. <laughs> <laughs> we we're did right. enjoy the, we enjoyed the, the show, but by the sounds of it, we were yeah. looking for other things to do as well. <laughs> <laughs> it was a classic Townsend Brothers night when it comes to the chilies, or any other music, or or any Townsend Brothers night. Basically, we got together. We were we were dead excited for the uh, Pyramids gig. We thoroughly enjoyed that to a to a point because I didn't think they were that great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then afterwards, we said, "Well, that was okay. Let's put on live at Sloane Castle." Well, yeah, that, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's the default that's, position. Yeah, that's when we changed clothes. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did find a lot with a lot of live kids because because towards the end of the getaway tour, I guess, when they did a lot of festivals and one-off shows, there was a lot of live stream stuff. 
um, a lot of stuff on YouTube, like the South American festival gigs and stuff, where you'd stay up yeah. like four in the morning to watch them. And I did find a lot of them to be a bit hit and miss. As much as I love them and and still like love Josh and whatever, there was a lot of them that I thought were a bit hit and miss. Some of them were really good, and some of them were quite poor. And I can't remember seeing a lot of um, a lot of that sort of stuff when when John was in the band. But then you have to obviously say that was like fifteen years before or whatever, you know? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I think what I we've seen. I think what we've seen, Jack, talking what, talking about them so much is um, is the, the swan, the, the, Anthony, the singer, is... Not <laughs> is, that, is that the default, yeah. just to call him the swan? Yeah, though, oh, I always, got, yeah. <laughs> I always call him the swan. But he's, he's, he's not as powerful as he once was. Absolutely, yeah. And we've even discussed that, 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 that your man, Chad DeMith-Smith, who's there yeah. nicely behind you, isn't, yeah. that isn't hitting as hard as he... As he once did, we right, yeah, we don't think, and they're just getting older, and they're not going to be as as energetic as they once were. I've just been as they once were. I've been watching psychedelic sex funk live from heaven today, yeah, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, the energy in that show is, um, um, you know, it's unparalleled. It's a funny, it's a it's a weird watch because of all the strange editing choices and and the fact that some of it's kind of album versions, but. Yeah, they they were very hit and miss towards the end of uh, the talk, the shows that were being done pre pandemic. Yeah, uh, but you know we try on the on the show not to be not to be too biased and say hey they're always great because they're not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know, but I, now I'm I'm concerned now that that, that oh, yeah. honesty is affecting our chances of getting any of them on. If you seriously think they've ever listened to the show and they think oh they <laughs> and oh they weren't they were a bit nasty there and that's why they're not coming on. <laughs> You are seriously deluded, brother. I, I don't yeah. think I, I don't think it's impossible to get maybe one of them to at least maybe see like if, like if you cut a, a bit a clip of audio, a bit funny clip or something. Mm. And yeah. I, I think there's a small because if you look at some of like when you guys were talking about um, jokingly talking about Chad Smith's like singing career or something, then I was like, oh no, he did he did a kids album. <laughs> like he yeah. does really yeah. weird shit, not weird shit, but like. And he he did like a talk at a university not so long ago, uh, and he does like if you just search his name on YouTube and then search for like the newest videos he's put out, you'll play in some fucking bar and with some covers band. And say what you you're a millionaire man. You got you you could yeah. be doing. I, mean, I think he just likes to play drums and associate with people. So I don't yeah, think I don't yeah. think it's that. I mean, maybe he's like getting Anthony in or John, especially John. He's elusive, any but. Yeah, I don't think yeah. Chad's. I think Flea, I think Flea and Chad are our best bets. Yeah, yeah. To at least see it, I don't know about, don't know about guesting and being like, "So can you talk about throw away your television?" And like, I don't, I don't know about yeah. that. I know um, that's the thing. Like, once once you think about getting them on, then obviously the next phase is to start thinking about what you'd actually speak to them about. Yeah, and that's when you start like. Even I get nervous just even thinking about the possibility. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? what, what you know, as much as it would be absolutely brilliant, it would also be the most petrifying thing that could ever happen to anyone. Absolutely. So, because so, you wouldn't want to ask them, you wouldn't want to like get flea on and be like, "So, uh, what strings do you use on your bass?" Like, you'd want to ask them like a, like a deep, meaningful question. But how do you ask them something that uh, one before a thousand times? I th- and yeah, you, like sticks out in his mind, you know. I think you yeah, go. Yeah. I think you go for the oblique approach, which is when we had Dan Bogosian on, who wrote the the Chili's book. We we ended up talking to him about how you write an index for a book. We weren't even talking right, about yeah. the chilies. 
which I was really interested in who writes the index for a book when it comes out. Yeah. Did you write that? And so you kind of, I would approach it from, I wouldn't probably, I'd have like a, a little bit of an outline, maybe with some bullet pointed questions and then just see where it goes. Sure. Which is in theory what I probably should have done for this podcast. However, um, did you see, <laughs> did you see Flea was um, nominated for a Grammy for Acid for the Children, which he lost? Yes. Yeah. That would have been cool. Oh, he lost. Know. Yeah, he lost to some. Oh, of other... course, it's yeah. It was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah. Um, so what? So why a podcast? Why a podcast about the Chili's? Was like it was that like the only medium you could think of to long form talk about it. It was. It was that night because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Sure. And and I've got very much got like a list of five or six podcasts I listen to religiously every week. Uh-huh. And so after we, which did are. The, Oh, right, go on, you put me on the spot, don't you? Eh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, bastard. The Empire Don't podcast. say Tyler Inspired. Don't say Tyler Inspired, because it's fine. Hang on. You might come sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Empire Magazine podcast, the film podcast. Okay. Um, the uh, Socially Distanced Sports Bar podcast. Uh, oh, it's great. It's great. You, is that, would, is that... you would love it, Jack. You specifically would, would love it, I think. Um, it must be reasonably new, though. Yeah, it came. It started with the pandemic. That's why they're so. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I love the Weekly Planet podcast, which is about um, films and com- you know pop culture related stuff. Um, the Star Wars Minute podcast is, is great. Oh yeah, you told me about the Godfather Minute one, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, and listen to the Godfather Minute as well. I listen to the Evolution of Horror podcast, which is great. Uh, listen to the King Cast, which is all about Stephen King. There at the moment, my my go to ones, and of course, I'm tired and inspired, Jack. Yeah, nice. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're just after cool. Stephen King, so you're doing all right. <laughs> Not a movie. You guys are big movie buffs, right? Well, Ben, more so. I, I, we were just talking about this actually, weren't we? I, I, I went through probably like a, a, a long period of, of like Ben is still, you know, watching films a lot and, and look at, you know, researching films and stuff. Less so these days, but I might, I've still got yeah, a fairly wide knowledge base when it comes to films. But Ben is uh, unbeatable. I do like a, I do like a, a good film quiz. There's no doubt about that. And myself and the wife have just we've been doing since the third lockdown started, and I wasn't working. We've been doing the fifty fifty film club. So we'll pick a film. We were doing it every night for a while. She'll pick yeah. a film that I've never seen and that I would not normally oh, okay. be open to. We watch it. We'll rate it out. We'll talk about it afterwards. Rate it out of five. So we've got a running record now. It must be about 50, 50 films, sixty films Jesus. that we've watched, had a chat about, watched together. We, you know, we make a little little cinema with a big TV, and uh, that's oh, lovely. That's cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a cool. Way. We'll play pool on the little table downstairs, the old the old four and a half foot pool table. Then up yeah. to, up, up to the cinema for a, a film. Great way to spend an evening. <laughs> if only you could make money doing that instead of trying to look for a job. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> have, you, have, have, you, have you managed to find a film that you didn't think you'd like that it turns out you do like? The top the top scorer for her film for me was To Serve With Love, starring Sidney Poitier, which was an absolute belter. It got five out of five for me. I'd never seen it before. She gave it five out of five. So that was that's the only film that's got ten out of ten. Uh, can I, a quick question. Has anyone... Chosen a film and not given it five. Yeah, yeah. I give. I, yeah. I think the lowest I've gone for one of my films is four at this point. Um, I mean, that's. Still, I wouldn't expect again. Yeah, that, that's that's 
Vanessa gives a lot. Of, Vanessa gives a lot of my films one because, like, The Wicker Man, she wasn't keen on. <laughs> my, mind you, I did pick my, one of my favourite films of all time is Aliens, and that got nine out of ten. That was the highest one from my picks. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty good. I, I can't. I, I can't do any better. <laughs> um, but if, the, if the question was why a podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We uh, we um, yeah, we had a few beers and then we watched Lunchland Castle and then we said let's talk about. I think we just watched Throwaway Television actually. It was it was late by this point. Yeah, it, it was. was really late actually. And we said let's just Costume, talk yeah. about let's talk about the album by the way, and I recorded it on my phone as if we were talking doing basically what we do but in briefer form. Yeah. And we listened back to it a couple of days later and said, okay, well let's do a. Let's do a pilot. See how that goes. And uh, what actually happened was we we recorded the one hot minute episode, which was the first one. Thought, oh, an hour and a half. That's a bit long. So divided it up into two sections. <laughs> uh, now, the, now the episodes are like two hours long. Uh, we put it out. We did another one. We completely forgot about it all. And about mm. six weeks later, we got an email from someone in uh, Alex Fredette, the godfather of the podcast in America, saying. Hey, I love your podcast. When you, when's the next episode? That's cool. That's really yeah. nice. And so, yeah. And so we said, right, hang on. If there's like even one person listening that is willing to yeah. email in about it, and he said, oh, I listened to it with my brother as well, didn't he? He was, he was, yeah, he he was did, yeah. really, really nice. That's so we cool. said, yes, yeah, so we said, right, let's let's schedule it once a fortnight, and yeah, they head off to the races. That's really nice. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, especially from someone like in a different country as well. It's like your mate messaging you, be like, oh, your podcast cool. That's well, that's right. It was staggering, really, to us at that point because we we'd never even, you know, really thought about the fact that people would listen, yeah, and and, and enjoy it. So, yeah, that was brilliant, and that feeling has never changed. Whenever we hear from someone, you know, like yourself, whenever we hear from someone new, it still it still feels brilliant, and you know, it's, it's, I don't think that'll ever change. It seems it's cool as well because it's like everybody everybody that'll get in touch with you we all have this one thing in common, which is an undescribable. Like, I think the Chili Peppers are one of the most polarizing bands in that everybody that I know either really loves them or really hates them. <laughs> I have a, I have a friend, yeah. um, Simon, um, who I do, who's a comedian who I do, we do lots of gigs together. And he, he just can't stand the Chili Peppers. He absolutely hates them. Like if, like, I, um, he, he doesn't drive. So I often pick him up and take him to gigs or whatever. And if they come on like shuffle or whatever on my thing, he's like, "I oh, fucking hate the fucking chili." I'm like, you know that I love these guys. Like, stop fucking complaining about it. And I find yeah. that like a, a lot of like, um, I went to Leeds Festival to see which was John's last ever gig before he came back again. And just, I mean, at the time, I didn't know that it was his last gig, and I was fucking out of my head, anyways. Like at the time, um, and just the amount of people that like would I just have arguments with because they'd be like, "The fucking shit, man! All I talk about is California." I'm like, yeah, but they're from California. Like, you know, they just they just divide people so much. I think, which, which, when you find somebody that loves them as much as you do, I think means more. I don't know. I don't want to sound too soppy or whatever, but I just have a feel like I have an instant connection with people that love them as much as I do because I understand where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And interestingly, when I I got into them when I was still at school, uh-huh. and just instantly, you know, fell in love with their music, and it wasn't until years later. That I realised that, like you say, they were, I just assumed that you know everybody liked them. Yeah, and, and it wasn't, and, and then it started to sort of seep into my consciousness that 
people actually didn't like, not only didn't like them, but also didn't take them seriously, really. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's, and then, it, like you say, it's, the California issue hasn't helped things in the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> it really hasn't. I, I never really noticed it, but then until somebody started point, people started pointing out, I was like, oh, yeah, fuck, it's like every other song. <laughs> something yeah. about California in here, but... What are you going to do? Yeah, I know. I hope, well, I just I can't wait for the other band members to one day pipe up when he when he mentions California in a new song, and they're just going to say, "Look, mate, we're gonna, you, we're can't, you can't keep doing this." <laughs> there, but there must be some sort of like the the must laugh about it. Surely, like you can't uh, you, you can't keep getting away with this. Like <laughs> no, they, they must know. They must do. Actually, Sam, you talked about that on the last on the B sides episode we just did, and you said yeah, they, probably, right. they probably vetoed it. Or, uh, if you said California, that's why it's not the album. But I think you were six cans in by that point, so probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought... <laughs> you, you've caught me at a good time, Jack. I've only had one beer. So... <laughs> the night's still young. Um, yeah. So on a so realistically, I know this is isn't realistic, but realistically. What what are you guys expecting for the next album? Ooh. Ben, do you want to go first? Jo- there was a little bit of stuff floating about on the interwebs that John was doing the whole album on one guitar at one point. Mm. Yeah. But since then, that picture came out from... Who posted the picture with some lyrics in the background with the Fender headstock? Yeah, that was Chad. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was more than one guitar, so... Yeah, I think Frishante is a, a damn dirty liar. That won't help get him on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm expecting something in between the kind of style and of the getaway, I think, because even though that's not Frishante's necessary, it's not necessarily his, his home ground, he does lean that way sometimes with Electronica, that being a bit more experimental. Uh-huh. But I think coming back with John... you. I think he's coming back for a reason, and that is mm. to do, also to do something different from what he's been doing in the solo stuff. When he said, right. I, I, he said, I want to be in a band, and there's only one band I want to be in. And uh, as soon as I say I want to be in that band, they, they're gonna they can kick the other guitar stuff unceremoniously. Yeah, I, I just honestly, I can't help but feel bad for Josh. You know, I think, yeah. I, I mean, you, you see like Flea still showing him love and stuff on Twitter and every interview he does and stuff, but I just. You can't help but thinking, yeah, but you made the phone call to be like, "Oh, can you come over? Because we're going to kick you out of the band." Like, you just can't help. But... And it's it's all because he's not as good a guitarist as John. They can say about the connection they have between them and stuff, but everybody really well. Oh, I just don't know, man. I just feel bad for him because I do really like him. And I, I like his like solo stuff, and I like Dot Hacker, and I think he's a great musician. Plays every fucking instrument under the sun. Mm. He's a great singer. Seems like a nice guy for whatever it's worth. Um, and just yeah, it, it, initially I was just like, I don't, it doesn't, you know, it's a shame and I feel for him, but John's coming back and that's all that matters. But now, yeah. uh, you know, now time is, as time goes on, the the excitement of John, I hope that they release it soon because the excitement of John coming back is starting to, you know, haven't heard yeah. anything from them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is hard. It was harsh on Josh, but like you say, that interview he did with um, Mark, uh, yeah, Mark Moran, I think it was. He, he he just seems like such a sound guy. It, yeah, he really know. does. Yeah, because that was yeah. just after. Yeah, because because I, I I like Mark Moran actually. I think he's a good comedian and, and 
I like his podcast. Um, and he was Mark Maron said that they booked this interview while he was still in the band, and the amount of time he came mm. around, he was now out of the band. Um, yeah. Because he was because Josh was releasing his solo album, that plural one, yeah. which yeah. then came out a few weeks later, which is called "I Don't Feel Well," and it's like, oh, Josh. <laughs> You want a hug? Like, come on, man. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, what's but, really, I, what, what's really difficult about that whole situation is, and I'm like Sam. John's back, and our first reaction was brilliant. Uh, and then you see how badly handled it was, and they can say what they want. And the Flea said recently they want to talk about it, it's into band business and all of that. But for Shantae made a call and said he wanted to be back in the band, and that was game over for Josh. Yeah, and it yeah. makes you feel, and we've talked about it on the podcast. It makes you feel that 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 amazing guy was was a placeholder until yeah. until John made the call. If John had not made that call, they'd be doing a new album, and Josh would be, it would be a Chili's album with Josh on it. John made a call, and yeah. and and he was gone, and it's it was harsh. It was harsh. It was one harsh. of the harshest things is that, that 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 music that they'd already written for the for the next album, you know, will never see the light of day. Yeah. All the, harsh, all the pyramids thing, all the pyramids documentary. The pyramids yeah, that's fucked as well. Because didn't they do it? They did. They obviously the live show. Didn't they do a documentary as well? And I love anything like a fucking behind the scenes documentary. I would have ate that yeah. up. I would because I haven't done anything like that before. I think it would have been really well, apart from the um, greatest hits DVD thing, which you guys did. You guys cover that recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, like some something like that around the Egypt thing would have been cool, but we'll never see that. No, that, and I don't understand why, though. No, it was, yeah. was going to happen, so why not just... You know, it's probably all filmed and edited and shot and sealed and done. And just went to, yeah. Like, I think uh, I've seen people making a case for the need to, like, like, come into 2021. They're really bad with, like, technology stuff and the shit on Instagram and they haven't put anything on YouTube since the Goodbye Angels video. Like... Come on, guys! Like, or, or someone yeah. from the fucking record label or somebody needs to get them to kick up the ass. Like, all the stuff on, like, if you go on Spotify, like, the pictures still, like, them with Josh yeah. and same on Apple Music. Yeah. So it's like, come on, man! Like, do a photo shoot or do a live stream from the rehearsal room or something. Like, like you say, it's been when was it last December? No, was was it been over a year since he announced no. John? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was January. January, yeah. So their their, their online engagement is absolutely terrible. Their website is yeah. still the same design, I think, as it was before Josh left. You think you'd revamp that with a yeah, absolutely, with, man. With, with the B. You're right. They need something out there saying here's here's something to start because even the people that love the chilies, that excitement for John coming back starts mm. to drain away a bit when you hear and see nothing about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I know that. Like, I, I mean, like when they did the, um, they did like the track by track things for YouTube for the getaway, and you can just feel like Josh's awkwardness radiating off him. You don't have to do stuff. You don't have to make people feel uncomfortable. Like, you can just do like, like little Instagram stories, like fifteen second stuff from in the studio or something. Like anything. I'm yeah. The streets are thirsty, man. Put some yeah. shit on Instagram. <laughs> this is my this it's, is my call. It's like you say. It just what just. Even one one Instagram story, you know, anything at all, and would, but that would satisfy people for weeks, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it? You know, yeah. you just go, oh wow, look at that! So they're in the studio and they're and and that's it. And then you just think, yeah, I'm, I'm part of this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that that's absolutely. so important. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't understand, but I guess you know, the to be fair to them, they, 
you know, you either I suppose you're either really hot on that kind of stuff, or in their case, completely sh- not at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely fucking garbage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so someone needs to give Dave Mashagan a kick up the arse and take some pictures. Um, but then, but, but then, yeah, the like, album. Sorry, what? Oh, the first, the, like, yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, when the when they first then drop a single with John, it'll just explode. You'd think if it's good, that is. Um, yeah, exactly. Everyone will forget just, that they've oh, been silent yeah. for over a year and and just absolutely lap everything up again. So yeah. I guess they had they know that. So they're probably just like they're just they're, as a band. They, I, I imagine they're just focused on you know writing the record and like they yeah. do. They just completely immerse themselves, don't they? Don't think about anything else really. So yeah, so must be nice. I just want to turn it around mm-hmm. again. Turn yeah. it, turn it again, if you will. Um, and uh, oh, that's a, f- a fucking niche joke for your show, Jack. Um, what, what are you guys expecting from the new album then? Uh, good question. Well, I'm like you say, the one guitar thing was kind of, I think it was a bit of a curveball, but I'm, I'm just actually, I'm expecting hopefully that they'll just follow on. And and just jump straight back on the horse, and we'll get a natural follow up to Stadium, or something that feels like a natural follow up to Stadium. Um, what I don't know. That be, sounds like. I, I I mean I don't know. I'm skeptical because if you think about like the four, if they've only really released four main albums with John Fisher, this guy fucking hell, but this guy needs to stop leaving the band and coming back every ten years. If you think of like Blood Sugar, Californication, by the way, and Stadium, well, I'm not if you think if you think about them they're all kind of different in the styles so and i think like when they did yeah. stadium when they did stadium i think john was like really enjoying being like a rock star like with stuff like the like mm. the first song danny california with that massive solo at the end and stuff like that so you have to is he going to be in that like yeah. headspace when he comes back or is it going to be more like what Ben was saying, like more electronic or experimental, ex- uh, electronic I, experimental I, I, stuff. Um, I, I don't think he'll he'll overly push like that aspect of, of his. You know, he the, he'll, he he wants to make music with the other three guys, and that's not part of their you know remit. Really, yeah, true. So yeah, true. I don't think he'll push that, but I think all out of all of them, for me, Cali felt like um, you know a follow up to, to to Blood Sugar. Yeah, in the true. Where he was ability-wise as well, it, it kind of felt like the album—not not, not the album that they would have made because he would have got. You know, you think his his trajectory would have continued after Blood Sugar, but it felt like you know the like you say that all the other albums change so much, don't they? Because of styles and, and yeah. what sort of album they decide they're going to make. But I thought Cali felt like a bit of a more natural follow-on from Blood Sugar. So you think it's going to be that sort of similar thing again? Well, like you say, though, John was reveling in being a, a huge rock star, like just going to town on huge solos and all that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff, wasn't he? Yeah. I don't think he will be in that headspace. I don't think he'll be anywhere no. near that. So. The difference between the albums, though, is insane when it comes to Fashanto's playing style and playing techniques. When it, yeah, when exactly. I've been, we're doing a psychedelic sex funk next episode, so I've been listening to, to those kind of Mother's Milk tracks a bit more closely than I've done for a while. Yeah, and that I know he was pushed that way by by the producer, but that it was much of a more kind of metal playing style, and then to go oh, from that, yeah. the reaction to that was to go completely stripped down, 
completely stripped down for Blood Sugar Sex Magic. All of a sudden, we 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 lose him, and he goes through the, the situations that he went through and the difficulties that he had. To put it, the difficulty he had is to put it mildly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he comes back, and his his, pa- his full powers aren't there. And we know that uh, Kiedis enjoyed watching him kind of blossom throughout that Californication tour, which led to him being incredible and starting to take over and being much more. And by the way, it was all much more lush and much more. There was so much more depth to the sound than there was on Californication. Uh-huh. And then. Uh, then, oh, God, yeah. Well, I mean, what a change that is from Cali to By The Way. Absolutely. And what a change it is from yeah. By The Way then to Stadium, where he's, he's yeah. it, it's guitar god mode. Well, it, and yeah. and the whole band is overindulging because the album is is 50% too long. Do you, does, I know that you guys did like four or five episodes of your podcast on Stadium, but do you, do you guys think that it was too long? Like it should be condensed down into one... Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, we milked Stadium Arcadian for what it was worth. Well, <laughs> we did. We, we, God, it's about six months' worth of material. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. actually, we do differ on this, don't we? Because you, Ben categorically says it's too long and should be condensed down, whereas yeah. I always took the uh, the viewpoint, especially before we knew John was coming back. You know, in a world where John doesn't come back to the band, and that's his last—you know—that's all you get from him. Yeah, I was right. happy. I was more than happy to have as much as possible. Yeah, and then I, just I, pick I and choose. You know, I agree with you, Sam. I agree. I think, like, because when I was listening back to the, to the episodes that you've recorded, and I think Ben, you were probably asking Sam, like, "Oh, would you leave this off the album?" I was going, "No, no, I wouldn't." I have, <laughs> apart from maybe if I think I might take if off, but other than that, I'd. I, I I like it. Fuck you, Ben. I like it. Well, I'm taking Animal Bar off as well, at a minimum. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> With those backing vocals in the chorus? Yeah, yeah it's off. No, no yeah, way. I'm not, I'm not having it. I'm cutting this bit out of the air. No. <laughs> no, I'm not ready. Um, yeah, I should explain. I think I think a few people might have seen this uh, Chad Smith cardboard cutout, and I don't think I've fully explained it. I was talking to Sam before we started recording. Um, this was on display at a um, local drum shop in Newcastle, uh, advertising Chad's holy china symbol from Sabian. That's why he's dressed like a priest. And when, I don't know if they sold all the symbols or whatever. I didn't buy a symbol because I haven't got a spare 400 quid or however much it was. Um, I've had this for a couple of years now. And then they, they were raffling it off on the Facebook page. And uh, I definitely didn't say I'll buy it off them instead of actually winning the raffle. And then I ended up with it. And now I've just, and but it's it's one of those one of those things where I was really, <clears throat> I really wanted it, and then as soon as I got it and picked it up and brought it home, I was like, oh fuck, I've got a life size cardboard cutter of Chad Smith to live with now, <laughs> and now he just lives at the bottom of my bed in my bedroom. So I, th- I think it, it gave you a lot of kudos when you wrote when you emailed into the podcast saying I listen to the show, I really like it, but you don't talk about the drums enough for me because we're not we're not <laughs> drummers, and um, yeah, and you said, can I be the drum ambassador? And uh, you had a life-size cardboard cat of Chad Smith behind you. I think I watched. Then I kind of started following you and saw one of your lockdown. Oh, okay. Shows, saw one of your lockdown shows, and you had that. And right. I said, yeah, I think he's in. Yeah. <laughs> so hang on a minute. That's at What's the end funny? of your bed, is it? 
I mean, I mean, I'm not sitting on my bed right now. I've moved it so you don't see all the shit that's behind it. It's stuck in my bedroom. Okay. But yes, okay. it is stationed normally by, by the not like not like leering over us at the bottom of my bed, like some sort no, of. I was gonna say, so you wake up every day. Oh, yeah, fucking that. Chad. God damn it. Yeah, you know he's just he's just over there in the corner. That's a weird thing to have a wank over. <laughs> it, I've been on well, house for a long time. You are a big fan, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, I was going to say, I don't, I don't think you don't give the drums enough love. That's a ridiculous. But I just think, I think a lot of people, even when they talk about the Chili Peppers, often talk about Flea and Anthony, yeah, or Flea and John. And then there's always like, yeah. oh yeah, and there's a drummer, and you don't like. I, th- I think, especially if you're not a drummer, you might not realize like how good he actually is, especially when he, because the stuff he plays like on the records is quite like straightforward. And then when you see him live, he's all over the place, and he's doing quick fills, and he's. St- Flicking his twists, he's flicking his sticks in the end, all this kind of stuff. So, I think he just goes a little bit unnoticed, and then, like, I, I'm I'm weird when I when I like something, I get really obsessed with it. So when I first got into the Chili Peppers, and I was playing the drums, I was like, oh, who's this Chad Smith guy? I'm going to find out everything he's ever done. And then you search on, like, I see you search on YouTube, and you find out like drum clinics he's done, and other records he's played on, and and you just think, oh, this guy's the real deal. Man, I went to see him at. Um, I was at Newcastle College, and he did a, a drum clinic at Newcastle College with Steve Smith, wow. who was Paul Weller's drummer. That's Steve cool. Smith. You can Smith. say you can say any name, and I'll believe you. If that one. <laughs> yeah, John Bookman. Yeah, um, John Bonham. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it was Steve White. I see. Yeah, I've got it over there, Steve White. And um, yeah, it was. I was, but but I think that's like what I'm saying is he's he's. I think he's approachable because he'll yeah. play an arena and then do a drum clinic in a college cafe to like 300 people. So, yeah, yeah. And I love it. I love it on those when you watch those clinics. And every now and again, you know, he'll be doing this thing, but every now and again, he'll then just completely go off on one. Yeah. And, and the, you can just see the people there are just like, oh my God, look at this yeah. guy. He's, like you say, he's just incredible. He is. He's really good. He's really good. I think. Yeah. I think you made on that first email you sent, Jack. You, you made a good point. You said, and I think you've been a bit too fair to us on our podcast because we 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 were talking about noises. We weren't talking about technical. Things. <laughs> 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 I think you put, Chat. you put on that first email. A lot of times, you guys talk about like boom diddle boom tish. <laughs> and, he, and he said, "I do actually know what I'm talking about." Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's right. right. And then we read the emails, and we were like, "Oh, right. So this is how you talk about that." <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm going a bit too in detail with it. I'll get very specific, but yeah, that's enough. Because wait, there. So Ben, you play guitar and sing. Yeah. Sam, you used to sing in the Chili yeah, Peppers. Predominantly a singer, yes, but um, I right. have been known to dabble in the world of percussion. Not, I mean, I can drum to to a point, but yeah, you know, you, I wouldn't you, call myself a drummer by any you, means. You know, Chad Smith is what you're trying to say. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so what I have found with being in bands in that for however many years is that guitarists, especially, no offense, Ben. But you guys have no fucking idea what it's, what drums are. I think like like some of the, some of the suggestions. Like Steve, who plays guitar in my band Hive Mind, um, just fucking. You go well. Can you not do like a? It's like what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like get a grip. Yeah, but what you should say is, you should say, I want a flam from you, Jack. Yeah, see, exactly. Yeah, when a flam and a triplet. Yeah, see, that's what you should say. <laughs> I've learned. So I thought. So I thought I had. I, had to, I was like, I got to get in touch and do 
Chad some justice here. <laughs> yeah, well not, well, not only that, though, but it's changed the way that, that I listen to it because when I've got your notes in front of me, Oh, okay. You know, you, it brings it brings it to the you know to the forefront, and you you hear it and go, oh yeah, look at that. You know, it <laughs> does do that different because most of the time, you just let it just drifts on in the background, and you don't really pick out any any of the changes that yeah, like you say, actually mm-hmm. contribute so much to the song. So well, there you go. You're yeah, welcome. It is. You're an educator. You're an educator, <laughs> an ambassador, and an educator. I'll I'll take that. I'll take that. Um. Mm. So what's what? So are you guys going to like run out of things to talk about with the podcast? Is this something you've discussed? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Ben keeps keeps making post chili suggestions, and I'm just like, we can't we can't even think about it at this point. But here, he keeps sort of sliding them under my door as things. Do <laughs> what if you what if you just get to like the very end, and then all of a sudden the post like our oh, album's coming out next week, and you think, oh, we got to talk about stuff again. I think I yeah exactly. I think I did start thinking about it uh, if, a little while ago about how, what the kind of life expectancy of a finite podcast might be. But we haven't done five albums that already exist. We haven't done the Red Hot Chili True. Peppers. We haven't done Freaky Sally. We haven't done Uplift. We haven't done Mother's Milk. We haven't done Blood Sugar. And there's mm-hmm. going to be a new album, and there's all the live stuff. There's all uh, what else do we do? B sides and videos. Videos, so, yeah. I mean, it is a finite thing, but I think we can probably get another fifty out. <laughs> We're done. Oh, yeah. yeah, easily. I mean, here's a question for you, Jack. What <laughs> at what point? <laughs> at what point will he stop listening? So, <laughs> well, like, yeah, that, that, that's one thing. We actually, yeah, we should do a. We could send a survey out, couldn't we? But no, when, when you when you got into the chilies, yeah, at what point in their back catalogue did you enter? Uh, Can't stop was the first song that I heard. What and then you so so the first album you listened to was by the way. Yeah, that was that was. I was in school and I wanted to take uh, GCSEs, and I, I was strictly like listened to rap music only and i was like guitar music's shit and it's for indie kids who wear tight pants and I'm not, that's not my thing and then um my dad my dad's like huge on music loves all sorts all sorts of stuff so you heard can't stop and that was like the rap bit but with like the funk like bass and guitar showed me that and then like i say once i get obsessed with something i like to know everything about it so then i was like who are these chili peppers guys and then I, then i think it might have been don't forget me um, was the next song I heard, and I was like, "What is this? Like, is this bass playing chords? And what, what, what is this?" And then just then, then you find like Blood Sugar and the sort of like funk. Like, you, you can hear the rap influence on them. And then um, when I was doing my GCSEs, my GCSE teacher said that to do rap isn't musical enough, so I have to pick an instrument. And I was like, "Oh, well, drums. That's kind of rhythmical." And then I, I was then I. Oh, try okay. to, so that's how you got into the drums, yeah. That's, yeah, that's how I got into drums, and then then like learning song like um, universally speaking is relatively easy to play on drums. Uh, Can't stop even is quite easy to play on drums because it's pretty straightforward. So that's just where the crossover comes. And then uh, mm. I mean, I'm I'm. You was talking about the earlier albums there, Ben. I'm not a huge fan of the earlier albums, really. I know that's a bit. Um, well, you said about Mother's Milk. Is Mother's Milk? Wait, do you draw the line at Blood Sugar? Really? Kind of. I mean, I, I mean, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, yeah, you are. I, I, you I, are. I, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I, I think it might just. It could be like a production problem. Like I know it was like the eighties or whatever, or early nineties, and that. And, 
It wasn't just a it's production problem. Realistic. No, well, yeah, it's a drugs problem, probably more so yeah. than and a, song, um, and a songwriting problem. Well, yeah. I, I think there's there is some gold on Mother's Milk, but it's you know it's definitely not as consistently good as anything that followed. No, yeah, I, I think that's it. I'd, I'd like if I, there's, I don't think there's ever been a point where I think, oh, I could just listen to the Uplift Muffle Party Plan. I think I'm always going, <laughs> I'll just put Blood Sugar on, or I'll put Californication on. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's not many. Well, I think if Ben's being completely honest, I don't think there's ever been a point in his life where he's listened to the Uplift Muffle Party Plan. Well, I'd have to tell you to fuck off. extensively i'll have you know yeah but the truth is we don't listen to those (laughs) we we are for shanto fans uh, and yeah that's it i I did listen to we were talking about doing the uplift mofo pipe plan i emailed you saying can you do the drum notes and in order Uh to um to talk more educatedly about those songs i've i've listened to the first Two albums as well to give myself a sense of progression, fairly recently, right. and they're not they're not as good as what followed, and we don't like them as much. And that's the honest truth for us as well. Yeah. For us as well, the real upspike in in quality is is Blood Sugar. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess I, I found obviously I don't, I don't I can't imagine anybody's found the Chili Peppers via Frusciante's solo work. But I found I, I can't imagine that's a thing. But I found actually, what the fuck am I talking about? This is the story I was exactly going to tell. My ex girlfriend, we met because she had she posted. Um, we were friends, whatever. And then she posted a John Frusciante song like on Facebook or something. And I was like, oh, I love this guy, whatever. whatever. And then she was like, oh, I didn't know he was in the Chili Peppers, whatever. That's boring. Um, but so yeah, after I got in the Chili Peppers, then I found John's solo stuff. And I was like, "Whoa, this guy!" I I think maybe Curtains was the first um, album that I heard. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. "What the fuck?" Is-? And I, it was like slow and depressing, but his vocals were just off it, and everything sounded like he was recorded in his bedroom with like one microphone in the middle of the room. And I was like, "This guy's crazy, man." I mean, I- well, Curtains is is an interesting entry point into. Uh, that's the thing with with John solo work. Depending on what you hear first, can really yeah. sway whether you like it or or, or don't listen to it anymore. Because yeah, your first thing really you good. heard, you would think John Frusciante was a Russian. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always think that sounds like a Russian album. Uh, I think it's mainly <laughs> based that mainly on the pasture seas. I think. <laughs> Uh, but, well, Curtains is, so, is such a weird one, though. But I love it, but it, it is a, a strange album, even within the context of that that little, you know, release that yeah. of releases. Well, we've talked yeah. we've talked so, about it on the podcast, Jack. But uh, I lived through a very, very intense few years <laughs> with with this man, who to say was a John Frusciante super fan wasn't doing it justice. <laughs> uh, we were not allowed to listen. Did you ever listen to anything else during those two years, or was it just? Pure for Sean. Well, I didn't even really listen to the chilies no, for, for those it was two. Just like. John Sadowick. We would, we would, we, we lived in uh, our parents' house at the time, and we had, we'd have, like, we'd have our friends round, and we were playing darts. We'd play a dartboard, we'd play darts, and we'd um, take them throwing, and we'd kind of cycle around the room, picking up beer, drinking beer. And right. all we were allowed to listen to while we did that for hours on end was John Fashante solo work. Are you, play, are you playing Pro Evo 2? Guess what you listen to? John, <laughs> John Frusciante solo work. 
I mean, I, yeah. I know it. I, that's why I love talking about the John album so much and why I kind of regret doing them so early because I love that, 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 that era where he produced, yeah. where he produced like, The Will to Death, uh, pre, you know, before that, Shadows, Inside of Emptiness. Yeah. That, um, what's that era called, Sam? I've forgotten. It's called the record collection. Yeah, record collection. Yeah. Collection area. It was. Absolute. So I mean, look, I love John Vershante and his solo work as much as the next guy, but it's not exactly like party music when you mate around. Oh, no, it's like, <laughs> believe, believe me, Jack. It was for two years. <laughs> well, the good thing is though, when you're 23, 24, you can party to anything, can't you? you That's know, true. It doesn't matter as long as you've, you know, you've got enough enough substances. You can have a good time. <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, you can start partying at like 7 p.m. and continue par- partying until 4 a.m. Yeah, exactly. You... Not like these days. I mean, I'll, I'll have this beer and once we're finished, I'll fall asleep. So <laughs> You're an old man now. I'm still here. Yeah. Times, um, times have changed. Jack, I've just been deeply... But yes, I, just... I did thoroughly enjoy uh, John's... And, and, you know, obviously, I wouldn't like to come on any podcast without saying that i was at acp i think that's very important to uh, yeah. <laughs> shoehorn that in there i am very jealous of that by the way that's really annoying uh, it's but... it's pro- probably the best thing that i've ever done yeah i'd agree Bastard. and it was ben who bought and i didn't even do it this is this was a precursor to the podcast ben bought the ticket for me so. oh yeah i did yeah oh really why did you yeah, call well, he lent me the money for it. I um, oh, okay. Yeah, I lent Sam the money. I lent a couple of Sam's friends the money. And yeah. I I didn't even have prior commitments. I just wasn't at that point so much into Fashante Solo yeah. stuff. Oh, okay. Right. And, uh, yeah, well, I regret my past as John Fashante himself. Was like. <laughs> <laughs> if only the past receded. <laughs> Uh, we're on. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cool, man. That's so. Where where was is is ATP one of those festivals that moves around all the time? Or am I just talking absolute shit? Yes, no, oh. it, it does. Um, and it's it's always it moves around and it's always curated by different people. So, oh, okay. Like, if it wasn't for Vincent Gallo being the curator of that particular that, one, that, that, you know, there's that no particular chessboard. A particular chessboard, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and it was. It, it didn't really have anything to do with him promoting the music. It was just because Vincent was was. I think you know. I, I mean, I, I'm speculating here a little. Yeah, bit. but if 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 Vincent Gallo hadn't been curating that weekend, then there's no way that I don't think John would have played there. For, you know, so. Well, I'm glad yeah, it was. I'm glad we at least have video footage of a gig, even though you have first hand uh, memory footage. I know, but can, can you imagine if there were definitely people there with proper cameras re- recording it? Where, where's, where's that gone? It's the same place where the Egypt documentary's gone. Yeah, if only we, if, if we could locate that, that place, we could make ourselves some money. I'd be millionaires, yeah, this time next year. <laughs> yeah. I think that was, that was yeah. one of my favourite episodes to do, actually, the ATP episode, because it had so much personal stories from Sam and it was one of the yeah. ones that I before we recorded it I thought uh, I'm not entirely sure this one's going to fly because it's just John with an acoustic guitar right but it, yeah. we actually got a lot of really good feedback from from that because of I think Sam's mm. personal input and you can never tell what's what's going to work before before recording an episode it's always a... yeah uh, well Ben Ben will back me up on this I come away from almost every single recording 
thinking it's it's a bad episode, and then and then what? we release it. In but isn't it, isn't, I, it, isn't I, that? Oh, sorry. I asked you a question, then just went to talk over you. Uh, like some rude well, no, no. I don't. I, I I've said this to Ben before. I think I just have a a bit of a like um, not not a an infer- not an inf- inferiority complex per se, but just I just don't necessarily have confidence that you know people are going to enjoy listening to it right. even even now um it's just yeah it's just i just normally come away feeling that way but and then but i love doing it you see so that's the strange thing yeah about it. but i think i think that's one of the re- oh, sorry ben i keep interrupting both years just because i'm rude and i'm from the north um <laughs> I, I think that's one of the good things about podcasts though is that for me anyways i I mean, I guess you guys put more research and stuff into it, and obviously there's a, a time thing with you needing to record together. But like two or three or three episodes ago, I did I did a f- podcast based around the fact that I had nothing prepared <laughs> because you can just mm. put them out. They're free to consume. I mean, it depends which uploader you use, but the uploader I use is free as well. I just it takes like an hour to do for for one of my episodes. This thing, fuck it, I'll just do it. And then if you don't like this one, there'll be one next week that's also free that you can tune in. So I, I, it's you know, I, I understand where you're coming from, though. I guess. Yeah, I, I, I. The thing is, it's completely illogical because we've never had any negative feedback, which is sure. when you think about it, is incredible. Yeah, like we've only ever received praise from people. But yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, less. Uh, it was. It was more around the time that we realised that there was definitely going to be people listening to it as well. That was the thing, and that was a bit of a you, to get your head around that. To go from yeah. thinking I was just chatting to Ben to thinking, ah, what I say here is actually going to be. Li- you know, people are going to listen to it, and yeah. So you've got to get your head around that. But yeah, I, rem- know, I, I remember the conversation that Sam and myself had around that time when it was clear that people were listening. And I said, you just got to treat it as... My, my approach has always been, enjoy it. Don't worry about, about it. It's, nothing's going to go out that you can't change if you're willing, if you, yeah. if you're willing to, take, cause, uh, to listen to the whole thing and, um, and yeah. edit it. There's only one... Which, luckily, Ben is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just enjoy yourself. And uh, yeah, as, as you say, there is a bit of research involved for what we're talking about so that we don't sound like complete idiots because there are the, the nearest we got to criticism was from uh, one of our someone we really admire, um, Hamish, who does the, our, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Sessions archive, who, uh-huh. who, is, who is a encyclopedia about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And he just picked us up on something we said about the drug use at, between the six month period. And it was like, wow, there's people out there that are, that know enough about the Red Hot Chili Peppers and are listening. That you just <laughs> you just need to be a little bit careful about making sweeping allegations about yeah about right, well. drug use. And I think at that point <laughs> we didn't take it more seriously, but we did start just thinking we can't just say anything we want about these people. <laughs> yeah. They are a they're, yeah. a they're real people. And B, yeah. there's people that really, really care a lot more about this stuff than we than we actually care about it. <laughs> yeah, we're just two brothers who like having a beer, talking a load of shit, and sometimes we're going to talk about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, but only the albums after Blood Sugar, though, because fuck those. No, 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 jo- uh, Jack. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to go back to the early ones. <laughs> just, but, uh, yeah, hang on. 
we're, we're, we'll, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll let people know when those episodes are coming so that they can yeah well, what, know, what, go on holiday or something. <laughs> what we need to do is, is really lock you down here now, Jack, on your own podcast <laughs> that you can't edit out, okay. that you will do the drum notes. <laughs> For those, no, sure, album. I will. I will. He's in. I will. Sure, sure. I will. They won't be as yeah. detailed as Chad's ones. I'm sure. What's it? What's it going to be? You don't, see, you, don't you, you don't see a cardboard cut of the Jack Irons over here on you the other side of my bed. <laughs> so yeah, he's just out of shot. We know he's there. <laughs> yeah, he's much smaller. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's hand drawn. Anti organic, <laughs> anti organic beatbox band, beatbox band, beatbox band, man hits snare. That'll be it. Right yeah, that's that's a send. Yeah, that's behind right. the sun, yeah. he played the drums. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Well, and this is another thing. When I because when I got into them, I thought that Chad played on. Uh, no, I thought Chad played on. Yeah, behind the sun is on what? Yeah, hits, but Chad didn't it? play on it. Yeah. No, um, it's another song that I'm thinking of. Forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Aren't you meant to do a Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, on you the encyclopedia. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, that actually, that was another time when we did receive some criticism was when Ben admitted that he'd never listened to Getaway. What did you make of that, Jack? Ah, yeah, I was surprised at that because, yeah, I would have... I mean, I, I, like I said, I like Josh and I was excited for the Getaway. And, so what was it about about... It that you made you not want to listen to it was was it the singles you'd heard before or? Uh, well, first of all, can I say we're really rolling back on the never got any criticism stuff, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> the truth's coming out now, Ben. The truth's we've, coming out. We've erased it from our memory banks. <laughs> uh, it never, it never, and I love "I'm with You." I think hang, that, hang on, I got, I got to pause. How, how? So you 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 quite enjoyed "I'm with You" as well. If I'm not I, I love "I'm with You." So then, but your favourite band released an album after what? What was it like? Five years, six years, mm. and you just thought, nah. Well, <laughs> what? The thing is, can we pull but, it? I'll, I'll wait for the next one in, in a, in a yeah, decade. I'll wait to kick this guy out, and then, I'll, yeah, yeah. A lot of people have asked. So, you so I'll keep interrupting you, but I'm just, I'm still taking it back. Would you, if you weren't doing this podcast, but you would just not have listened to this album? I'd probably not. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. But I had to do that because this is now yeah. um, a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, interestingly, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. But you will. Have you, oh, but I will. Have you listened to it since you listened to it to do the episode? Can I, I'll say this in complete honesty. A... <laughs> <laughs> We're like, what are you going to say? <laughs> I was, I, I, I had a bath earlier, and I thought about it in the bath. <laughs> B, I went up to get a bag of ice earlier for me, Carlings. Thank you for the sponsorship again, Carling. Yeah, and I listened to uh, the Getaway and Dark Necessities on the way back, and thought they okay. are two, they're two great singles. I'll give it that. Yes, I have listened to the the songs I enjoyed more. But there's some rubbish on there, as we discussed on the on the episode. There, there is a couple of filler songs yeah. on there, definitely. Um, yeah, but what album hasn't got filler songs? Stadium Arcadian. Yeah, as we just <laughs> uplift more for party or fucking whatever the fuck. Yeah. Thank you, Stanley. It's all quality. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great, all solid. So yeah, so so wait there. So why why didn't you want to listen to it when it first came out? Because that's like a big. They would have made it. I can't remember now at the time, but it would have been a big deal of it at the time. It would have been all over. Yeah, and it's a big news. event. It, 
I do. I I think I said on the episode, and I, I do not have a good answer to this question. Why, as a a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, and b a man who podcasts about the Red Hot Chili Peppers, had I not listened, <laughs> had I not listened to their latest <laughs> album, there's no good, there's no good answer to that question. But it made for a good episode and some and some really uh, positive audience interaction. Yes, it did. It did. Ugh. Nobody, no, uh, nobody it, called it, me a cock. There's time, yes. There's time, yes. Interestingly, because I, I love I'm with you, and I also that I l- really like the getaway. Sure, but I, I just, I was just a little bit surprised that. I'm with you. Being the first album with Josh is better than the, the second one. I couldn't, you know. It... I, I I think, yeah, I know what you mean, and I think it ha- has a lot to do, not a lot to do, but I think it has some to do with the changing of producers, like from Rick Rubin to, um, yeah, what do you guys call him, Brian? Oh, Brian Dangerous. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, but I but wasn't. I think I read somewhere after. Josh had left that he said he wasn't that happy with the way that Rick Rubin did things. So I think that's why they went with yeah. another guy. But um but he's like the I guess like you say that's that's gonna have a big impact on the sound of the album though, isn't it? Yeah, because so. again, like the the some things I read, they recorded drums differently from what these did. Like from what I understand, the pre the just go in a room and press record and then they'd not jam it out, but you know, kinda do because I think the best the three the three instrumenters are the best when they're just playing live. So I think it makes sense to record them live. And that's how you're going to record them. I think that's how Rick Rubin used to work. And then when they did the getaway, I think they did them all separately and lots of overdubs and different mm. styles of production stuff. So I mean, that would impact the actual quality of the music as well. I guess. I think the the, the chili style of recording music has always been the jam style, and that fitted for Shantae yeah. down to the ground. So, and and when Dave Navarro came in, he didn't do the jam style. That wasn't his way of playing. And you can yeah. say what you want. I mean, I really love One Hot Minute, but it's not a chili's. It doesn't sound like a chili's record to me. Well, it does. <sighs> Fuck knows what I'm trying to say. It's no. it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's good. It's different. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you go back to the jam style when Fashante comes back. But then what you're getting uh, with uh, the Brian Digimos, Danger Burton stuff is they had recorded stuff before they went into the studio, and he scrapped he scrapped some of it and said you've yeah. got to write new stuff in studio, and that's a that's a risky proposition. Yeah, mm. the balls on that fella just be like, no it's shit, you got to scrap it. I mean, and Penfold, um, I think, must take some of the uh, the blame as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, what the fuck is this guy talking? Oh, okay, it's a dangerous joke. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, that, that, I think, I think it would have been interesting to see what, what would have happened next with Josh because. I, 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 as as we've said, I didn't think that album was as good as the first one. With the third, winning, you know, would they have picked up and 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 made it? It would have been good, I'm sure. But yeah, no, there was definitely a lot of filler on the getaway. Um, so, so Ben, did you not like Goodbye Angels? I didn't either of you say Goodbye Angels. No, I like Goodbye Angels. There's there's good stuff on there. 
I'd say two thirds mm. of it I enjoyed, and some of it I loved. But yeah, but uh, there's also two. Uh, I think uh, from memory, and it'll have to be from memory, I'm afraid. Uh, there's there's uh, <laughs> two or three songs I really disagreed with, and there's a, there's a, mm. there's a lot of uh, on social media when we put stuff out about it about um, Dreams of a Samurai saying this is this is as good as as good an ending song as good a finale as a Psycho. And, it, and, it's, and it's not. It yeah, which she agreed with once she were tanked up on Carling. Yeah, well, I'm not tanked up on Carling at the moment, so now I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm rolling it back again. <laughs> yeah, and there was also a lot of love for The Longest Wave, which I think is a great Hunter song. Was good. But again, it, it, I think even the good songs on that album just are lacking. I, I had that album on in my car for months, you know. It came out, I'd listened to it to death. But all all of the songs I just felt were lacking something. Yeah. I disagree. Yeah, I, I agree. I, 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 no matter I, how I good they were. Because I think that some of the, the best songs on there are as good as some of the best stuff they've done. I've just walked out, yeah. I've just walked down the road with a bag of ice, listened to The Getaway, and listening to Dark Necessities. And Dark Necessities especially is, is right up there. Josh's guitar work on that song is awesome. And it's as well produced as anything I've heard on the Julie's album. Uh, and, I've, and, I, and I've never yeah. even heard the album. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you one thing. I di- I didn't like sick love. I never got away with that one. No, nor me. Ah, see, it, I I like it. And my brother, my younger brother, and also Ben's younger brother. I can't take <laughs> can't take can't take him all for myself. Um, he absolutely loves it. He yeah. he loves that song. But he's you know he's not a, a he's a more casual fan. Right. So and I think it is the kind of song that would appeal to a more casual fan, which that's why I like it so much. <laughs> That's it. You're right there. <laughs> nice. No, I, mean, I don't want to do. A, I don't want to do another like, getaway review or whatever. Like you, no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> or whatever. You sound. You, you sound like a man who's at least listened to it more than once. <laughs> I have, like I say, same as Sam. Like I had it on in the car when it came out, but after like the second or third listen, I was like, all right, I'm gonna skip this one. I'm gonna skip this one. Gonna skip this one whatever. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of skipping going on, which in itself says says a lot. Yeah, I yeah. Um, did you you guys went to see the uh, I'm with you in the pictures, oh, right? The cinema, the cinema, yeah, yeah. That was great. Yeah. Mm. That was that was that was, cool. that was that was a superb night out, Sam, wasn't it? It was. Uh, uh, can I just say something? No, in fact, I'm not going to say. It. Yes, it was a superb. What are you going to say? Oh, you can't, you well, can't do that. Just... You, you know you can't do that. They're just going to go, <laughs> well, oh, yeah, okay, what... fine, anyways, and just continue talking. What I was going to say was that the level of expectation for I'm With You was much lower than it was for The Getaway. So maybe right. that also has something to do I can to do tell with. you agree with that point because you're banging on the desk. Right. <laughs> That's it. I've started hitting the desk. <laughs> Things are getting serious. <laughs> that, um... that was great because we went there with the, uh, uh, with the other two members of the Lukewarm Chili Peppers. Then that was towards the yes, back end. Did. That was, I think, that was we'd broken up by that point. We hadn't broken up. They had kids and they couldn't do it anymore. The guitarist went we a long way. It's okay. We understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it was the only one that had any bloody longevity. That was me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was great because um, we'd we had some fantastic times in the lukewarms, and then to kind of reconvene to watch um, to watch the army with you really release. Yeah. Party basically was superb. Yeah, 
Well, and we talk about how the Chili's are not innovators. To, to simulcast a live show right. around the world, I don't think many bands have done that, have they? I, th- I, think, I think shortly they after... They have, haven't they? I think shortly after... <laughs> I, think, no, I think they were one of the first, though, if not the first, yeah. of, of, oh, like, of, like, of like rock band. I think people like fucking Frank Sinatra have done something similar. But I think... Shortly after Chili Peppers did it, I think Foo Fighters did it with their new album. Yeah. So I remember going to see that. And then I think Muse have done it since. I went to see that one as well. And I think a couple of other, whatever, a couple of other bullshit bands have done it since. But nothing yeah, will yeah. nothing will live up to. I remember just thinking Josh looked super nervous. Oh, he, and super, yeah. super aware of what was going on and like not comfortable. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Although I thought it, actually he. he, he he started shaking. He did grow into, you know, he, he he got a bit more confident. But overall, I think it's a. Not only was it the first time that the, you know we'd heard that music. Looking back at it now, it's a brilliant performance. Yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. time is a great healer of wounds because we all, well, me, me and Sam, came away saying that was a bit weak, and we're not sure about Josh because he was just mixed really badly on the night. Is what I, is my, uh-huh. is my big takeaway. He was way too low. But when we we re-listened yeah. to it to do the episodes about it, did we did we milk that into two? We probably did. Oh, I don't know. And um, did you watch? Sorry, so did we? I lost it. Did we milk that that into two? That gig? No, surely not. I bet we did. Um, but the listen back and the rewatch and kind of when he watched it in a bit more detail, I thought he was great. And yeah, like you say, Sam, he was. Well. Yeah, and also the Swan has gone downhill that, even further since then. That so, was our takeaway as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he sounds actually he sounds so good at, at that point. Uh huh. So, so and yeah, yeah. Like like those like those um, last like few live streamed gigs, he just sounds really like his voice is gone. Forgetting the lyrics, yeah. like. But do you think that's just because that, of like touring tiredness, or do you think that's just how he is now? I think vocally, I still think he's he's strong at the start of tours, and then right. he, you know, he gets tired. Yeah, um, forgetting the words. I mean, come on, mate. I, I don't. I, I can't. I can't understand it. There's, there's Even no, when he writes them down, he forgets them. Well, well, yeah. There's no. There's no excuse to still have that little flip file book thing you might as well have one of those auto cue things that like axel rose and lady gaga and every motherfucker uses yeah there's no need yeah, for yeah, the, exactly. he, he, oh, it, it it's i'm not that bothered about it because i expect it now but you have to think for people that, who are more casual fans that are going to see them like maybe for the first time spending like 70 pounds or something for a ticket and then, mm. well, it's forget, only. I mean, forget, is... well, yeah, it's going to be skyrocketing now when everything comes back. But he's forgetting the worst, like scar tissue, and it's like, come on, man, this is like, yeah, like... Yes, unless it's under the bridge. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> what's going? Yeah, good? I, yeah it, it's it, it, it never ceases to amaze me that he can forget. He can forget basically any song. Yeah, he, he can, we give can we give too much leeway, Sam. But, but we give too much leeway to him because he, that's his job, right? And people are spending loads yeah. of money on it. If you if you're a nurse it, and you and you inject the wrong thing in someone's arm, right? <laughs> you can't just say, "Oh, I didn't have an auto cue." <laughs> right? You're in big trouble. Right? That's that's yeah, your but you job. Can, you can if you're flawlessly singing under the bridge while you. We're making a mistake with medication. What, and the swan's injecting your COVID jab into your arm and he's doing the right one. <laughs> but, 
But worse still, it's not just lyrics, is it? He sometimes will actually forget like where he is in the song as well. Oh yeah, Chad's his cue for that. You can always see him looking back at Chad and Chad giving him the big nod when they come in. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is just so... there's there's a YouTube video called Josh Saves Anthony Kiedis. Oh, and, yeah, and it's yeah. just him coming in, cueing him, uh, doing the singing, doing the lead singing when he forgets it. I mean, it, yeah. Mm. I mean, I love the guy, and uh, like I said, I just watched Psychedelic Sex Funk, and my God, he is my God, he is a god, and he sounds awesome. <laughs> but you, brother, you got to know the worst of your own songs if you're charging, yeah, ridiculous amounts of money. I will say this: when we were in the Lukies on occasion. I would get so involved with the song and, you know, dancing around or whatever. And just, you, I personally had to restrain myself from getting too carried away because that's how I would make mistakes is, is you know, suddenly realise. Right. Cool. So, and he does, doesn't he? He does get physically involved with the music as well as, you know, performing it. He so. does, but, like, I can understand you getting lost in it because that's you're such a big fan of that music. But when it's his, like, when Ben says when it's his job, in front of like thousands yeah. of people, it's different from playing at the Witherspoons. Well, in fairness, you know? in fair, <laughs> Sam, in fair, in, <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we went in fairness, Sam, <laughs> we were getting paid for it, so it was your job. Oh, there you it, go. Well, it, well, it was my part I remember time pulling, yeah, pulling yeah, you aside after a particularly bad performance and saying, If you were a fucking nurse, <laughs> 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 he did, he gave, he gave me the nurse chat, that's when I knew I fucked up big time. <laughs> <laughs> how how long was the lukewarms a thing for? I think it was four or five years, wasn't it? Oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah that's maybe being generous. Okay, well, like, yeah, yeah, no, possibly. Yeah, okay, we're yeah, yeah, yeah. less generous and say three or four. <laughs> yeah, that might be better. But no, because we we stopped playing for a while, and then the last time we ever played together was on my thirtieth birthday because right. I said. All I wanted for my birthday, you know, would be to play with the boys again, and so they oh, we did. So that was about your yeah. forty now, aren't you? I'm bloody not, mate. No, thirty nine. But it it, yeah, it started yeah. when uh, the old I was in a band at, in college called Insidious, and it was my best mate. Nice. This is a good plug for Insidious. Uh, this is a great story for your podcast. I'll make it brief. It was my best mate on bass from school, and then we met a, a jazz. Yes. Then we met a guy called Eddie at college who was a drummer, uh, and we and we and we wrote and recorded a lot of songs. Went to the studio at like eighteen, recorded a load of songs. Then obviously lost contact, drifted away over the years, and uh, Eddie, the drummer, came back to our local area. For Christmas in one year, <laughs> fucking shut up, Sam. <laughs> and and we said, should we do the entirety of? But this is the brief version. <laughs> remember, <laughs> Jack, Jack's got the power to edit this down. So watch yourself, town. Uh, oh, I'm interested. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. <laughs> so um, okay. Eddie came down, and we said, let's do the entirety of Blood Sugar Sex Magic and put on a gig in at the time our parents' living room. Oh, that's cool. So we spent three days, oh, cool. it was two days rehearsing and then played it on the second night. But we were also, we'd taken to all drinking gin and tonic from 9am until the close of rehearsals at 10pm. Sure. By the time it came to play the gig, I was completely wiped out. But we did play the entirety of, we did play the entirety of Blood Sugar, didn't we? Apart from Breaking the Girl. Yeah, oh yeah. No, we played did Breaking we? the Girl. Because I played um, Bongo. Of course you did. I remember you, were, had, you oh, were wearing welding gloves at one stage, weren't you? 
I was wearing welding gloves, a, a dress, a skirt, a, a, some kind of blouse, and a, a workman's belt. Yes, you are. This then I looked it led into lovely. the lukewarm chili peppers because we said, obviously, the drummer went back up to live where he lived. And um, then Sam's best mate was also a drummer. We said, we really enjoyed that. Should we um, expand our, our repertoire past Blood Sugar? And it was about the time when Stadium came out. So there was a huge repertoire, most of, uh... half, of, half of it completely worthless. <laughs> and we yeah we played gigs pubs and clubs up and down well along yeah. the south coast that's awesome well not only that at one point our drummer appeared on the richard and judy yes, show what as a drummer or as just like in the audience no whatever? as as the drummer of the lukewarm chili peppers oh wow really yeah yeah they they he had put himself on some kind of mailing list you know to get us gigs Right, and they were doing a drum. I don't know if you remember. It was around the time where they ran a story in the press that drummers were as fit as it was, it was professional footballers. Professional footballers. That is categorically uh, not true. As with, I don't, I don't go on walks, and I might fucking run as much as Ronaldo or whatever the fuck. That's ridiculous. Never, that. Jack. You don't need to worry. You're as fit as a footballer, so, so right. don't worry. Um, yeah, don't question science. Exactly. So um, they had the drummer from they they had three drummers on who were in proper bands, and they were supposed to have a fourth who pulled out at the last minute. Right. And for some reason, the drummer in the Lukewarms got a phone call to That's say, hilarious. "Can you go on the Richard?" Yeah, and so and what he used to do when we played was spray paint himself red. So he <laughs> went on the Richard spray painted himself red. And because he was spray painted red, and all the others were just wearing normal oh, clothes, my God. he got, he got the most attention from, from Richard. From, uh, from Richard, yeah. obviously, because the guy's a fucking penis. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So what? So yeah, when you so, so when you say like drummers from other bands, was it like Franz Ferdinand's drummer and the Kaiser Chiefs <sighs> and Kasabian yeah, and proper... then your mates? You know, yes, exactly. Exactly. Hang I can't hang remember. On, hang on, That's Sam. Really Sam. No, the Kooks. The Kooks. The drummer from the Kooks was what? definitely on there. That's really yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's it's it, it was absolutely brilliant. And so they every time the drummers came on, they did a little, you know, bit. Went Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and they played over the top, they played their song. And for Steve O, he did his and then they played a bit of us playing Give It Away Live. Sam, oh wow. The crazy the crazy you say oh wow, but um all of the other drummers and their bands had professionally made videos. And ours was yeah. us being recorded in in Hive Youth Club. <laughs> <laughs> that's really yeah. that's, that's fucking amazing. That what are you talking about? That's a great story. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. It was unbelievable. So uh, yeah, we were basically internationally, well, nationally, <laughs> nationally. <laughs> like... <laughs> Did you Possibly guys? Nationally. I hope you guys milked that for all it's worth and got like a couple of gigs off the back of that. Well, we oh, should have done. We should have got t-shirts. <laughs> As seen on, <laughs> yeah, TV. I've got an old rolled up poster here from one of the uh, from one of the Lukewarms gigs. Oh wow! Oh yeah, so I think we did I actually. Did, do that. Actually, it might not be this one; it might be the, another one. But I did put on uh, on all posters as seen on national television, nice. as seen on Channel Four. Nice. I think at the time. Yeah, yeah, mm. nice. Yeah, that's very cool. So yeah, we did them. Um, we I think in that band, we generally we had to you know do cart our own stuff everywhere and stuff like that but we did play one venue down in Christchurch where they, they it was a proper music venue and I didn't have to take a PA or anything like that oh, and they wow. had a proper sound guy yeah yeah and at that point you know we felt like we'd really made it yeah 
That's cool, man. Yeah. That's a good name for a band as well, a lukewarm chili peppers. For a tribute band. Tribute band or covers band? What's the difference? Well, well he's dressed like No, me. the difference was we did we were a covers band because Sam we all dressed up completely wild. The drummer was always topless spray painted red with devil horns. Uh, I would always wear um, Sam's now wife's mother's dresses, uh, like crushed velvet dresses with army boots. I'd wear, you know, the long gloves that that people wear up their arms, like uh, lacy ones. I'll say, actually, you you were more of a cross... your your dress style was was a shout out to the Navarro Navarro oh, so, era. I felt you always yeah, reminded. Yeah, definitely. I was more Navarro than Fashante. and I I also took yeah. to um, painting my fa- just doing a full Joker makeup as well, green hair, full right. face, smiley mouth. I, uh, uh, Sam, you went through loads of things. You did sexy monk, sexy schoolgirl. Yeah, I just basically the local. Uh, uh, fancy dress shop had an absolute field there with me. Right, I just basically okay. bought all, all of their stuff and just, yeah, wore whatever, yeah, really. No, no stocks on cocks? No. <laughs> Not for a hot no. next centre or whatever. <laughs> no. <laughs> Honestly, Jack, if you're playing in in a pub in Maybush in Southampton, right, <laughs> you don't just want to be wearing a cock right. on your cock because <laughs> that, that would be your last gig. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. We, we essentially ninety five percent of our audience was family members, right? <laughs> so, okay. Maybe it's not the best idea. Yeah, um, and we're very supportive. We'll say that much, but we didn't play to many people we didn't know. Right, that's that's, that's still cool though. There's a there's a um, there's a tribute band up here called the Reet Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, that's a good name. It's a great name. And um, a few years ago, they were looking for a guitarist, and I was like, I I can play a little bit guitar. So I went and auditioned for them, and actually it went <laughs> went quite well. I get I can play a little bit of guitar, you know, nothing like I I couldn't do snow. Like what was on the set list, and I was like, I, I straight up just can't play snow. I'm not very good at it. And I can't really sing either, but I can do a strong falsetto. And I was like, I can get away. With it. I didn't get the gig, obviously, but I was like. When when that drummer leaves, that is my fucking gig. I'm telling you that for now. Yeah, that um, is your call. That is that. Yeah, but they 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 do big gigs over here. They played the uh, like head the the academy. Do you, do you guys have an academy down there? Like we, the yeah, we had, we had an academy yeah. in Bournemouth for a long time. I don't know if it's still there. Right. No, the um, the academy up here put on like week like festivals like when Leeds festival and stuffs happening. They put on festivals up here, but have the same bands on, but like cover bands. Of like the same, mm. so like the retots like headline those kind of festivals like at the academy and stuff. They're really good, really good, and really nice guys. Now I, I, I was like, one day I'll be there for Shanty, or I'll be there, Chad Smith. One day, one day. Yeah, well, that's where we kind of fell down because we weren't a tribute. Right, but, you know, there isn't really a, there isn't a, a big like recognized market for doing what we did, which was just play songs by one band. Sure. Yeah. Um, Whereas, like we did, there's a festival, or there was back then, called Glaston Budget, which yeah. is all. Um, so we got in touch with them and had quite, you know, in-depth discussions with them about playing. But again, it kind of faltered when we weren't a yeah, proper. So tribute. Are, you, uh-huh. are you going to so, look like them? No. Mm, right. Okay. Then. Right. Yeah. Who's yeah, going to yeah. be dressed as a joke? But we do play that. You know, we do we we do play their stuff really well. Yeah. Take it really seriously, but we just don't dress up like them, and we didn't really overly try to sound like them either. Sure. No, basically, we were we were four guys who loved playing the music and would just 
play the music to and and we were actually we were really good and we've got a really good kind of demo yeah, yeah. video but it wasn't we weren't trying to be the red hot chili peppers or sound like them no no so that was a bit of that 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 was where we had our downfall really but I mean, if you can do a couple of gigs a month and get you know a little bit extra pocket money for that kind of stuff, it sounds like fun, you know. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's basically what I we think. Did, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, going down to it's shut now, but the Thomas Trip in Christchurch, uh, full rider, five hundred pound payday. That's right. Yeah, that was that was. Um, remember that was that was in two thousand the... nine. That was incredible. We turned up. They had sound guy. I didn't have to take anything. Yeah, and they said, right, as you've done the sound check, go upstairs. And we went upstairs, and it was a closed bar, and there was just a huge buffet on the bar. Fucking fridges hell. full yeah, of beer. Yeah. Uh, we we there could was, not there believe was it. We, we were just like, slabs of anything you wanted. It was incredible. It was, uh, that happened twice. Obviously, we both, the problem was we were up there for about three or four hours before we played, and we were all absolutely twatted by the time we went. Sam, up actually, me and you got the train down. To Christchurch, yeah, we got there at like three o'clock. Yeah. I remember. Went, went we, to the we went. We went. Do you want till half half eight? Yeah, like, oh, yeah we. I don't know. <laughs> like, live entertainment is the definition of like hurry up and wait, and that you got to get the venue six hours before you're on and sound check, and then just fucking sit around. Yeah, but with a with a full a night, yeah. with a full buffet and uh, all the free beer you want, it's fine. <laughs> Well, sometimes, like, uh, Hive Mind, the band, we sometimes say, like, oh, we should book a gig at a venue that's in the middle of a town centre, so we're going to have something to do after we sound check and everything, because sometimes you book gigs and they're in the middle of fucking nowhere, you just got to sit there for, and you, like, I remember we were on tour once in London, and, like, um, there was just not, in, in the middle of London, there was just nothing around that was open, so we all just fell asleep in the venue, it was just depressing, that's... Mm. I don't know where that came from. But, um, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, we, because we didn't play that 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 much, we did, like you say, like two, sometimes three gigs a month. It was quite the novelty never wore off, really, of like right, going yeah. places, setting up, and, like the anticipation of, of of playing. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get to the point where yeah, it just, just sort of. So we didn't really mind, but yeah, when they lay on that kind of spread for you, then you know, well, I didn't really want to play the gig. I was just like, they can't really stay up there. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun, man. That sounds cool. Um, well, we're nearly an hour and a half in here, lads. Oh, we're gonna have to edit this down. I'm gonna have to trim this down a little bit, maybe. But I mean, I don't normally do that. I'm just put it out and see who the, who the fuck cares. But they've got. Yeah, this is what this is what happens when you get the university speaking boys on. Our episodes have spiraled out of control. Imagine so when, when you when you do do a thing. Is it like an all evening? Is it a whole? Yeah, it takes out absolutely hours. <laughs> it, well, it does because we listen to each thing in between. So if we're talking about right, yeah, yeah, that's true. We always go back. We'll we'll do the introduction and then we'll watch the song. Then we'll talk about the song. Uh, sometimes we'll watch the song twice. But Sam's Sam's put a ban on watching the song twice now. Yeah, we had a bit of a. Oh, we had a ma- uh, we had a falling, major out. falling out. When, this is because we're brothers, right? And this, this right, is because yeah. we do love each other dearly. But there was an episode where I said, I want to re-listen to that song. This was, well, this was um, in between lockdowns. I said, oh, yeah. I'm... Yeah, this is it. This is it. This is it. House. I said, I'm not, I'm not yeah. entirely sure I've just caught all the details of that song. I just want to re-listen to it. And Sam said, no, you can't. I said, well, <laughs> <laughs> well I want to. Otherwise I, won't, otherwise, I won't talk about it. Okay, well, don't talk about it. Well, what are we going to do? Shut, <laughs> shut the podcast down. 
that was one of the episodes yeah. where we had our friend Simon uh, just sat on the side. Just sometimes he yeah. sits in this and said, are you, are, you, "Are you guys absolutely fucking crazy?" We were out in the yeah. garden. I was outside. Well, you do you fucking do this? You're like, you <laughs> how pissed are you guys at this point? Not that, not that pissed. Quite yeah. early on, yeah, yeah. A couple, couple of cans in, yeah. but emotions ran high. That's just that's it's doggy dog in the world of podcasting. You should know. That, uh, yeah, it's brother eat brother. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the reason I, I, I can't speak for Sam. The reason I enjoy doing it is because I like spending, especially during lockdown when you can't actually phys- physically be together. Every couple of weeks we're together for a few hours, maybe four hours, aren't we? And uh, we're having a laugh. Yeah, yeah. We're listening to cheese nice. and we're we're having a good crack. And that's that's that. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd second that. I would say the same, but I primarily host this by myself. So it's me talking about fucking stuff like a maniac. Yeah, but the, the, the interesting yeah, bit, thing about in a bit of what's your Townsend. <laughs> the interesting thing about what you do is when you said you you kind of announced structure on social media, and I started listening to it. Is this going to work? And it absolutely does because you, you're very <laughs> you're very engaging. And actually, you've got your voice really works as a podcasting voice. Well, I listen back to mine, and I know Sam listens back to his, and we think we sound like like Hampshire Hogs, plain old plain old speakers. Not at all. Well, we're brought. Surely everybody thinks that about their. Surely everybody thinks that about their own voice. Yeah, but I think there's some accents that add flavour, and I don't think mine's one of them. (laughs) (laughs) But on on tired, on tired, inspired. After the first five minutes, I thought, right, I'm settled into this, and. Oh, that's and, and the intro music. I know you got comments on the intro music about how good it was. I thought, who's doing that? And it was Harbour Master, obviously, and and you were out there working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing with Tired and Spiders, it's a quality podcast. And no matter how long it runs for, or or whatever, I mean, episode lengths. Not that you're gonna have to stop saying. <laughs> yeah, it sounds yeah. good. It's well produced, and that's a lot of the battle about doing a podcast is you have to have it well produced because otherwise people just fall off. Well, that's true. I, Straight I, away. I mean, thanks very much, man. That's very nice of you to say so. But yeah, I, I did. I knew that I could make it like sound good because I have a, like quite a decent microphone, and obviously the back my background in doing music, I know how to add a little bit of EQ here and then what what it needs and stuff. But um, everybody said really nice things. Like loads of people have said I have a nice voice, which is a really weird thing to say myself. But um, before the pandemic. I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to talk about this, but before the pandemic, I was kind of lined up to have Mebby's uh, job at BBC Radio, uh, Newcastle. Um, I was going, I was going to go down to Birmingham and meet the the guys in the office. I'm probably I'm going to have to cut this out because I'm sure I'm not supposed to be talking about this. But I was, gonna, I was, I was, I was. It was literally the the on the day where Boris said uh, we're going to have to lock down. So it was a few days before that they announced the meeting's going to have to be cancelled. But I was going to go down to like the head office at Birmingham and meet everybody, and because I used to, I used to write. What to have your own show? Well, I, I, I won this like competition, the New Voices competition. Um, me and two other uh, ladies got the the final or the, the winners or whatever. But I used to do like a sketch show on BBC Radio, me and a group of other writers and comedians called "It's Grin Up North." Where we just do like silly 
I, I wanted to pitch it like Saturday Night Live for radio for BBC, like taking the piss out of things that happened that weekend, uh, that week, and stuff like that. Um, and then th- through that, I kind of just got to know the people that were. I don't know, man. It was it was all very who you know and become friends with this guy. And I've done, there's there's a guy who works for BBC Newcastle who's a comedian who I've done loads of gigs with. So he would always say like, "Oh, just come." And then I do the music thing, and I get in with a couple of music people, and I just. I was I was going to there like two or three times a week, and then I won this competition, and then it was like oh yeah go to Birmingham and meet like the head of BBC, and then it was like oh no pandemic that's all shut down. I was like oh well fucking great so that's cool. I suppose I'll start a podcast instead. And now here I am. Well, I think you yeah. get. I think you're gonna have to accept. Yeah, here you are talking to us. I think you're gonna have to. <laughs> you're gonna have to accept yeah. that if you win a competition about the best voice for radio. You can have to accept you've got a good voice for radio, aren't you? I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was particularly about the voice. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's radio. What the fuck else was that? Yes, yeah, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. Good point. Good point. I don't know. Man. So you hang on. You won a competition entitled "Best Voice in the UK." It was called. It was. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even in the States. It was. It was. It was a. It was a BBC scheme called New Voices, and I think they were just looking for new voices on the radio. And I remember, I remember, I went. It was the same day where Hivemind were opening for Sean Ryder. In uh, hang on, this is the river. This is just bomb, honestly, after, bomb after bomb. Oh fuck's sake! Man. <laughs> I'm digging myself a hole here. It was. I had I had two gigs that day, including the audition for BBC. I go to BBC Newcastle at eleven o'clock in the morning and do a short stand-up routine to a load of judges to prove that I could tell a story and my voice was whatever. And from there, I drove to Newcastle and did a. A rap battle <laughs> in a bar in the middle of Newcastle. Then from Middlesbrough, I drew, drove back to Newcastle, and then we opened for Sean Ryder. <laughs> and then, and wow. got home at like one o'clock in the morning. I was like, "This day has been fucking nuts, man! <laughs> what the fuck's going on?" Sam, we shouldn't have um, we, then, shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't have lent so heavily on the Rich and Judy story. <laughs> yeah, as soon as we said that, it, it, it yeah. had this, it lined it up. He left yeah. a little bit of a gap, so it seemed kind yeah. of accidental. Be- yeah. <laughs> Voted best voice in the world. Opening for Sean Ryder. <laughs> yeah. 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 By the way, all in one day. All, yeah, all in one. It was a that's it. Sean Ryder's not a very nice guy, by the way. Just in case, I don't know if he's our fans or whatever. He's not, not a nice guy. He just didn't. Um, the promoter said, "Like, if you're thinking about getting the picture with Sean Ryder or whatever, he won't do it with the bands that are yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough." And he, he he came in like five minutes before he was on stage, did his thing. He was like, he was like having a chat with it. It was it was like a, an evening with sort of thing, and then yeah. just left straight away and didn't. I mean, you know, he's got bigger things to do than take pictures with. The, no, the best voice like. in the world. He's got. That. <laughs> Imagine, imagine yeah, if, you'd just, if you'd have spoken you, to him. You should have said to him, "Do you know who I am, mate?" Yeah, you, you know. I had one. He should have been asking you yeah. for a picture. And let's face it: if you're the best voice in the world, you're the best voice in the solar system. And if you're the best voice in the solar system, you're the best voice in the galaxy. You should have had Sean Ryder eating out of your hand. <laughs> I hadn't won the competition then, though. I only put my voting or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, um, yeah, but the result was inevitable. That's <laughs> not true at all. Um, how the fuck did we get on that subject? What we're talking- Oh, yeah, you were giving me nice compliments. So that's th- Thanks. 
<laughs> basically. I mean, you, to be fair, you did try to wind us up 20 <laughs> minutes ago, and then, then... <laughs> I was just leading to that. Yeah, so... we, we were like, no, we're, we're going nowhere. <laughs> uh, I've got no to say, I don't think. <laughs> well, <laughs> in up. that case, give our podcast a plug and, and we'll fuck off. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Um, well, Talking about bloody BBC Radio, you guys were on Radio Two recently. Well, ben oh was. yes, I was. Uh, yes, I was. Yeah, yeah I did. I, I can't be bothered. No, you. No, Sam said I refuse to come on. No. Yeah, that sounds like extra work. No, genuinely, I was at work. Oh, okay. I can. I can tell you how yeah, much of a bump you get. I can't actually say. Sure. I never check the figures. <laughs> I never check the figures. I don't. Um, well, Twitter wise, Twitter wise, we went from two hundred and forty nine followers to two hundred fifty one. Yeah. So that's. I mean, honestly, it's really hard to get people to follow you on Twitter. So I, 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 I'd say that's a success. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yes, I went on the Ryland show. Um, As I said, me and the wife, we play on a Saturday afternoon. We play pool on our four and a half foot table. Brilliant. Here's here's a great tip if you haven't got a great dining room, but you do want to play pool on a four and a half foot table. I borrowed. (laughs) I borrowed Sam's lazy Susan. And put the pool table on that, so you can, as long as you spin it around relatively slowly, none of the balls move. <laughs> hold on a minute. Hold on. Hold on a minute. What is a lazy Susan? Uh, you know, when you serve food on something, and that you're around the table, so you spin it around the table, so you don't have to lean over each other. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Okay. So, if you're, you've seen Seinfeld, you, you know when, um, you know when uh, Frank Costanza and Kramer play pool in the in the place to be. Yes, and they're yeah. constantly knocking pictures off the wall. <laughs> okay, right, yeah, we, we okay. had that problem. So, okay, all right. I see where you're going. Lazy right. Susan, so you can always move it to the best point in the room to to, to shoot pull. And uh, we listen to it. The- that's pretty fucking smart. That I'm not gonna. I mean, that's provide when you don't move it, the balls don't fucking go off and go in each pocket. No, our rule is you have to take ultra care if the balls move. It's a foul, so it's ball in hand. We're pretty. <laughs> Sorry, pretty- can I ask you a question? Have you still got? Yes, I have. Do you need it? Good. No. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we're, we're, we've been doing that since uh, the beginning of November. We've loved playing pool on the Lazy Susan. And we've been listening to the Ryland show because it's on BBC Two, so you can hear some music, which is middle of the road. My wife's a bit older than me. She likes some of that stuff. I'm a bit younger than her. I like some more modern stuff. Uh, like sure. Chili peppers. So, Ryden's got a feature called Fan Club Party where they get people that are seriously dedicated to bands on. And after a while, Vanessa said to me, well, you should just, this will be a good place to plug the podcast on Radio 2. So email in, write in the old email, said I love the chili, said about the ambassadors, the podcast, people coming, you know, people listening from around the world. And got an email back. And then next thing you know, I'm pre-recording at half past two on a Wednesday for the Saturday show. Oh, that's cool, man. I think it's cool. Yeah, it was It was great to hear us on the radio. Like I said, the bump was negligible, but, you know, there you go. Well, the thing is, it might there might be a delayed Why? Reaction. Why would it be? Why wouldn't they do it straight away? Well, I, I, don't, gonna, I don't know. They're, they're not going to listen to Ryland on Radio 2 on Saturday two weeks ago. And they, yeah. oh. <laughs> no, that's what you do. You put it in. You listen to something, then you put it in your diary two weeks down the line. Yeah. Join Subscribe. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but now you can have as seen on Richard Junior Channel Four and as heard on BBC Radio Two. Exactly. So. Yeah. Exactly. 
<laughs> and uh, 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 the Tired and Inspired podcast with the mm. voice of the universe. <laughs> See, it's all coming up trumps. It's coming together. <laughs> I, I was, uh, that's was cool. Though. And you got to give the, you got an extra two followers on Twitter. See, it was all worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so you really don't check, fi- don't check the figures and stuff. Uh, I get, you know, obsessed with no, it. No, I do. I've, we've. Once we saw that we were getting popular. Well, we did. We did to yeah, begin we, with, I, didn't we? I think we were up to kind of. like eight or ten thousand. And but what does it mean? Shit, yeah, and it means you're popular. That's what it means. Well, at that point, I just kind of, I kind of made the decision that if you keep checking it and you get, I was checking it every day when I woke up, and I thought, right. well, I'm just going to stop doing this because I don't want to change the way that we're talking to each other. We have obviously something. Sure. We have something that works. And actually, it doesn't. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a good point. And it yeah. doesn't make any difference. We're not going to get so popular that we're going to have people wanting to. We're, we're not going to have Audible coming in. Uh, we're not. We're not going to have Squarespace coming in. So you don't. You don't want that hundred million pound Spotify deal like Joe Rogan or anything. Absolutely. Like that. Well, well, yes, I do. But <laughs> that will happen organically. We're not going to get to that. We're sure. not going to get to that point. So. I, I, I would. I would absolutely love for like a proper beer company to come. Yeah, that'll be know, cool. rather than I mean, one of our things is doing the fake sponsors, which we do enjoy doing. Yeah. It's, it's fun to try new beers, but it would be quite cool if a beer company came and said, "You know, that'd be cool." Is it, there's a, there's, there's got to be some sort of chili peppers themed beer out there somewhere, is there? Yeah, true. I don't. To be honest, I just um, when I go to Tesco's, I just try and buy something that I've never tried before. Right. But yeah, maybe we should think a I bit think... deeper. Try and. Link it back. Cool, one of the coolest things that happened to us was when on my doorstep turned up completely unexpectedly, you know, crates of beer from Canada, crates of beer from Australia that yeah. people have sent to us. Yeah, that's really yeah, nice. And that, yeah. you know, you drink that on the show and it feels great. That's the. Although I did put out a bit of a, I did say, didn't I, like a couple of episodes ago that it hasn't happened for a while. I thought I, we might get. Some uptake, no, I but no, nothing. I, nothing I cut that right. in the edit because I thought you sounded a bit needy. Yeah. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I was, uh, you should tell me when you cut things out like that because I'm Mate, just I thinking. Can't, that... I, <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you about everything that I cut out that you say. Like a bit, a bit. No, that's most of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Jack, when you when you that's when cool, you do man. your podcast. Do you just leave everything yep. in? Do you because I know you do it on your own, so you can say whatever you want. You're not having to like do a back and forth. Do you cut stuff out? Not really, no. Um, I think you're a bit. I don't really cut. Sorry, mate. Sorry, I think on. you're a bit more risky than us, and a bit more avant-garde in what you're willing to say as well. Well, I mean, you guys have, you know, you guys are talking about a thing, whereas I'm just a guy pressing record and seeing what. Happens. I mean, like I say, like I have a couple of notes on my phone that I'll, I'll tend to follow or topics I want to talk about but it's, it's, it's it'll just be like a sentence and then I'll just yeah just so. but also like I'm a you know I'm a comedian like it's a way to I haven't this weekend just gone it'll have been a whole year since I was last yeah. on stage like doing a gig so this is a way to like not try out material as such but keep my brain sharp um and trying to be witty and on my toes, so I'll talk about anything. Yeah. yeah so, do you think that like do you, is a lot of your stand-up material kind of like do you, do you glean that from like everyday life? Are you going to struggle to like write stuff because you haven't really done anything? A, a little bit. Yeah, it's been a while since I've written a like a 
Like a new Basically, show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a new, well, I've never written an hour-long show yet, but I'm sure I will in the no. future. But, um, yeah, it's been a while since I've written a joke, like a jokey joke, yeah. And I've actually... Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the people that I say sponsor, but support, not financially, but in terms of social media stuff, um, it's like a comedy collective called Feltnout, which is set up here in... It's basically every comedian in the Northeast has got together and went, since there's no gigs, we'll put some on ourselves. Um, and I'm doing some like online Zoom shows with them in a few weeks, and they'll be the first gigs that I've done in like over a year. So I'm just going to be rusty as fuck, but mm. we'll see what happens. But I'm excited to get back to that. But um, in terms of like material and stuff, it is mostly just stuff from everyday life. Um, yeah, like observational stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, mostly. But since we've all been sat in the house doing nothing, I fear that if I do write a joke, it is just going to be what everybody else has done. So people are going to be like, well, yeah, we've all been stuck in the house. Like, you're not special. No, 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 no. No, no. Well, no yeah. one else is going to have in their routine that they had a wank over, chank, uh, a wank over Chad Smith, <laughs> are they? A chank over Wad Smith, yeah. is that what you're going to say? No one else is going to say a chank over Wad Smith. No one's going to have done that. That's a good point. That is a good point. Not sure if I want to open with that one, but I'll give it. I'll give it in the back pocket. No, say, maybe save it till the end. Yeah. <laughs> See if they're receptive to the rest of your stuff before you throw that one in. <laughs> Fuck! I've missed being on stage, man. I don't know how. Do, ben, have you? Do you do much gigs? Or both of you? I guess in that case, do you do many gigs? I was. I was gigging. Or did yeah, you? Yeah, oh. I was. I was doing pubs in the Southampton area, uh, pre-pandemic, and that all. Shut down straight away. Gigs were cancelled. Yeah, and then of course, um, our stepdad Gordy was was my kind of uh, wingman there because it was all pre-recorded. So right. you get to, you get to the age where all of like I said, all your mates got kids, and so what I yeah. did was said, "I'm going to do. I want to go and gig, but I don't want to have to rely on other people. A to be there, the drummer or the bassist, and B, I don't sure. like." I don't like their song choices. So what I can, what I can uh-huh. do is record every instrument myself and just leave room for Sam's going for a wee. You'll be fine, Sam. I can, I can, <laughs> I can cover this section about my gigs. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically the start the starting point was I want to play my own stuff live. because uh, I, I was writing and recording songs and uh, with uh, Gordy, my stepdad. So I know nothing about... Uh-huh. I knew nothing about doing Logic or, or Garage Band. I knew nothing about setting drums up or running interfaces. He knew everything about that. I know how to play the guitar. Right, I know okay. how to play the guitar. I know how to play the bass. I know how to play the keyboards. I know how to sing. I can play the drums well enough that if you're going to be able to edit the drums, it will sound convincing to the, to the <laughs> right, uneducated yeah. ear. Uh, yeah. so, so, well, we started to start gigging. And what it turned into was I could pick all my own cover songs, recorded everything myself, left space for the vocals and the lead guitar. And the rhythm guitar. So I was playing pubs to my own backing tracks. Everything that you heard was me, uh, and you'd see me singing. You'd hear me singing the songs live, right? And yeah. it worked really, really well. Uh huh. But then it, you know, it all closed That's down. That's good. I have to be. I have yeah. to be honest. I've since uh, we lost Gordy. We lost Gordy in June last year. Uh, he he was diagnosed with cancer. We lost him very, very quickly. So as I say, I lost my yeah. wingman, and my my need to keep gigging has, in that format, as much as I loved it, has gone out the window a bit because I felt yeah. that was very much. The thing is, it took two and a half fucking years to record 
22 songs to go and do pub gigs. Oh, yeah, but if yeah. you're playing everything, <laughs> sorry, boys, just saying, chat, it took two and a half years to record mixing, recording, and gigging, and we only gigged for 18 months. And, but it was a bit, wow, it was yeah, a great, it was a great time. It was a great time. Uh, so there, do you think you'll get do you think, think you get back to it when everything's back open again? Or? I think we'll do it in a different format. Myself and Sam, uh-huh. we were raising money for Hangar Farm, which is in Totten, down our way, near Southampton. They have an art centre, they were trying to raise money. So we quickly threw together myself on acoustic guitar and vocals, a guy we know called Scott Kempsey, Sam and myself's friend, and Sam on uh, the Cajon. And we put together an hour of material there that was, you know, streamed live to raise money for them. Yeah, I saw it on the Facebook page. That that feels like a... That was interesting. That was an interesting way. And the other good thing about it is I love playing music with Sam. And so that that was a a good hour, wasn't it, Sam? That that hang up on pick. It was thoroughly enjoyable. It was completely weird, though, because we got there and we thought it was just going to be us and someone with a phone recording it and streaming it. And it was a full-on professional outfit of, of cameramen, sound guys. Honestly, it was like being in uh, like um, unplugged. And yeah. they were swooping in and out, like right in your face. Yeah. Like, and when I play, I have – this is my expression. Yeah. Very boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were cut, like, after a while, I think they got the picture and like, stayed away from me because I just <laughs> like I was having the worst time of my life. But, you know, I have to concentrate on what I'm doing. So, sure. uh, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was great fun. Again, my, was my, did, sorry, Jago. Did they have, did, did they have a buffet upstairs no. or was that? It was, no. <laughs> didn't even put a buffet on. I mean, they were in beer, so yeah, not playing there. <laughs> but the, um, it, again, my approach was you walk into a situation, and you've had this a hundred times, I'm sure. You walk into a, a, a situation where you're expected to perform, and it's completely different from what you expect. And and the rule is, mm, yeah. the rule is, you sit there and you do it, and you do it to the best of your ability, and you look like as soon as that camera switches on, or and they say right, we're live, or as soon as your mic turns on. That's exactly what you expected, and you're completely in control of the situation because you're the guy that you're yeah, the guy yeah, that yeah. everyone's looking at. And it, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, but the, but that's where I because I, I always in these situations like you're you know you two are musicians. I turn up and like hit the cajon a bit. I always feel completely out of my depth, and so it, like I was absolutely bricking it when it was over. I was I that's was why I delighted. took you aside for a hug before and said. <laughs> You know the rule. You start. Don't know. No, the rule is you start <laughs> as you think you're going to finish. You've got to start as confidently as when you finish. Oh, I sorry. I thought you said play every song as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we did. It, it, I, I mean, being on stage is like eighty percent confidence. If if yeah. if the audience can look at you, I mean, I guess I guess like live streams and stuffs a bit different because you're not entirely sure who's behind the camera, but. Um, if an audience member can look at you and think, "Oh, they're relaxed and they've got it," I, th- I think they feel a bit more assured. Which is like the number yeah, when you t- yeah. when you tell anybody you do stand up, the, the two things they say to you are, "Tell us a joke," and you go, "If you pay us, I will." Or um, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you've got the balls to do that. Or I'd be so scared. It's like, well, it's dead easy. It's really, it's really, really easy. People get in their heads about it. It's far too much. I think, I think when it. 
Yeah. I, sorry, I think I understand that about music completely and about like uh, speaking for, for my work previously. I've had to stand up in front of a lot of people and talk. It's knowing what you're going to do is the trick. It's not going on. Yeah, it's that's not true. going on unprepared. When you go up and do your stand up routine, you're not making it up. No, that's that's also true. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, yeah, I think some people maybe think uh, well, I don't know, me in particular, but all comedians are, and it's like yeah. no, this is being finely tuned for years. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that's a good point. Well, yeah, and, and not only that though, the bands like the Chilies, you know, when you see them doing one of their improvisation, you know, John and Flea playing one of their impro bits, yeah, like yeah, if that was the first time they've ever done it. Sometimes it is, of course, but they know roughly what they're going to do and they know the structure of what they're going to do. So it's not like they are doing it you yeah. know, completely off the cuff. That's true, that's true. So, well, obviously, they're fucking masters of what they do anyways, isn't it? So I guess they feel safe and comfortable. Like, like the, if the jam before Californication, you know it's going to revolve around A minor and F and then it'll slow down. And yeah, yeah in the exactly. song. But it is, it is mostly improvised. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're walking on stage, you, you're playing an E minor and it's going to be Can't Stop. So you're yeah. fine. Yeah, you're in the easiest yeah. key. You'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> but 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 I suppose the, the the real trick is, as you say, especially for anyone, but like you say, for comedians as well, is making the audience feel like you know you're. If you just get to turn up and and make them feel like you're just you know doing it again. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they, you know, so you make them feel like it's the first time you've ever done it. And that's part of the show. Yeah, I guess. So, same, same for musicians as well. If you look excited and enthused and energetic, yeah. I think the crowd are going to feed off that. Well, hopefully, if there's anybody there, if it's not just like three people going, oh, what the fuck, there's music. Have you, have you ever played a gig to people in a bar who didn't know there was going to be entertainment on that evening? <laughs> so they're just like having a quiet drink or eating, and all of a sudden you're like, um, excuse me, yeah, the music's going to start now. And they're like, oh, what the fuck? I'm just trying to have a drink with my family. Yeah. And yeah, Hello. That's, yeah. yeah. That's normally when you start playing to a bar with about 100 people in, and then by the end of the show, there's like three people yeah. left. Yeah, that's the worst. Hello. That's the worst. We're opening with that's... Apache Rose Peacock. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> and the, be- the best one was throughout the entire show, the, a guy, and to be fair to him, he didn't give up. He, it, all the way through to the bitter end, he was shouting yeah. out. Yeah, that was like spirit. That was the shield and dagger, mate. That was a rough yeah. pub in town. I was wearing my silver dress. Steve was sprayed up like a red man, a red devil. You were dressed as you, you may as you might have been in your in your nun outfit. And God knows what Jess yeah. was wearing, but I can imagine what it was. But we're not going to reveal it even on this uh, looser podcast. Oh dear. Um, and the guy keeps shouting. I can't remember. Keeps shouting, smells like Teen Spirit. In the end, I think I played the riff just to shut him up. No, yeah. No, no yeah. That, that was like, um, there was basically no one there apart from people we took. And this guy who who just was asking for a song by another band for the whole time. It was a good one. Yeah, it was an absolute belter. Well, it's funny, and it? It's funny to look back. Yeah, there's, there's just so many of them fucking weird and shit gigs, but they're just funny now. That like At the time, I imagine something like that's really annoying and kind of off-putting to somebody just shouting, play Teen Spirit, and it's like, it's not even the same band, but like now it's, you look back and it's funny, and it? so it's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's a 
it's become an anecdote that we're telling on an internationally recognised podcast. So. The best voice in the to universe. To the voice of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. So that guy, he's made it. He's made it. <laughs> you guys are silly. Um, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're coming up with two hours now. <laughs> and I try to end this half an hour. We're not going to end. one of your long stories. Oh, mate. Yeah, keep it short. No. Um, no, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's late in it, so I might have to call it, call it a day there because it's getting, you know, good stuff to do. Um, Feel free to wrap it up, Jack. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm bad at this man. I'm bad. I'm not used to having guests on either. And when I, when guests do come on, it's always like my friends. I'm just like, all right, I'm going now. I'm boring as by, and I just quit the Zoom chat. But no mind. Um, yeah, you tried to give us the, um, you, you gave us the polite nudge about an hour ago, and we didn't take no, it. So now you've got to be it's, a no, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Jack, it's fine. It's okay. I'm ha- I'm happy to handle <laughs> the situation. Goodbye and welcome to <laughs> Highly Inspired, the Jack. Box podcast. I'm leaving as always with <laughs> Wait, Sam Townsend. Joined by me, Jack, and it. You know it's me. You clicked on my face. <laughs> no, okay, all right. Uh, thanks, lads. This has been nice. I, I, I appreciate that. Also, this is the first time that we're kind of meeting in in virtual person. So it went from like Twitter to email to emails to Twitter to this. To maybe he's hopefully one day in real person. When 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 gigs come back, are you will you be will you be going to see the Chili Peppers live somewhere down south? Absolutely, and, and 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 actually, that's one of the things I'm most excited about is the prospect of like announcing that we're going to go somewhere and saying to people, "Come along!" Oh, and, that'll be awesome. Yeah. You know, wear your badge and and we can all get together oh, and be really celebrate. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, got, so. I've, I've got my uh, ambassador's badge. I got like a load of band badges up there, and it's. It's on there somewhere. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, well, dust it off, dust it off, yeah. and we'll yeah, we'll meet up. That'd be great, man. That'd Absolutely, cool. it's been an absolute pleasure, Jack. Um, like you say, we haven't met in person, but it's just like talking to a mate, to be honest. So it's been, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Like we'll have to talk. Oh my god, I've just got a thing. Yeah, saying... fuck off, fuck, fuck off yeah. about this interview. <laughs> yeah. All right. I thought I thought it said it was shut down in a minute, but it wasn't. I was talking shit. Um. So. Where can people find the podcast and you guys on oh, social media? Yikes, where's me? Bloody, yeah, Benjamin. Well, I am at Stack Townsend on Twitter, but that is largely <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> okay, so basically, anything you want to know about the podcast, if you want to make, if you want to make contact, it's bentownsendmusic.net. All of the links are there. That's the way to do it. There you go. All right. And universally speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast on all pod. Is it on all podcast sites on Spotify? Spotify, Apple. It is now, yeah. All now, good podcasters. Yeah. They're the main. There you go. They're the main two ones. Okay. Well, thanks very much, gents. It's been, a, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it's been good. That was a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk.